very urgent task. After finding rare herbs, the characters are hired to deliver these very important herbs as soon as possible, despite it being Christmas Eve and despite the heavy snowstorm expected. So uh, why don't you guys go ahead and introduce a little bit about your characters. Any of you want to start? Well, I mean, I can start, I guess, then. Uh, well, about 40 years ago, I was created by a wizard who wanted a snowman who could take on about anything that was thrown at it. I was made. My name's Frosty Snowman. And, uh, yeah, uh, after years of being a gladiator in an underground fight club, uh, <laughs> I now roam the lands to help the weak and innocent survive. And I have a cool hat that I took off a corpse. Ouch. <laughs> Now, how was this underground fight club lit? Was it by flame? Uh, no. I was just curious. LED lights. Oh. <laughs> They're very cool. <laughs> uh, magic. Yes. So, John, uh, what, what was your character's name again? I'm sorry. Frosty. Frosty No Man. Frosty No Man. Okay. Is it because he's cold and he's not a man? He's sort of a man. He just lost his carrot. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants to go next? I'll go next. Okay. I am. I wrote this down because I don't remember things. I am playing a very odd and eclectic individual named Edgar Noggins, an artificer, specifically an artillerist artificer. Um, as far as the race, I actually, since we you know, just got Tosh's and it came out, I decided to do some custom lineage. Uh, the way I would describe him is that he could be a gnome, could be a short, chubby human. I don't know. Edgar comes from a noble family with a very long line of successful dentists. Uh, you know, he spent his whole life being trained to be a dentist, and he hated every second of it, and he didn't want to be a dentist. All young Edgar wanted to do was make toys for children. So one day, after being scolded by his parents for making toys in secret when he should have been studying, you know, teeth and shit, whatever dentists do, uh, he ran away to work in a toy factory up north. Edgar's toys were always cutting edge, but they seemed to get more and more dangerous as time went on. And sadly, one day he was fired when one of his more ambitious projects resulted in the combustion of several of the local town's children. He currently roams the world taking on odd jobs uh, here and there to pay for his toy tinkering. And uh, he plays the tin whistle, which is a uh, red and white striped tin whistle with a little curve on the end so he can hold on to it, which is also his weapon of choice. So yeah, Edgar Noggins is ready to go. Well, welcome, Edgar Noggins. Cage, what do you got for us? I'm playing as Mr. Snowmiser. Friends call me Snowmiser. You can call me Jack Frost. Um, <laughs> yeah, I legit thought you were going to say friends call me Sniss. <laughs> I don't know. I just didn't want to call you. I have a stutter. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't know that. I'm just finding this out about you. Friends call me Snowmiser, but you specifically, Cole, can call me Jack Frost. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> Oh, you know, not much to tell about me. Everything I touch turns to snow. I like cold days. Um, I don't know why I'm here exactly. I just kind of joined these two. But hey, you know, I'm too much. <laughs> all right. Very interesting characters. I'm ready to bring the Christmas cheer with all your wonderful uh, Frosty the Snowman. Um, what? You said Frosty the Snowman. That's his cousin. He's Frosty the No Man. Oh, right. I'm sorry. No, Frosty No Man. There's no the. That's my cousin. Frosty No Man. Okay. Yeah, cousins share first names, right? Yes. Yeah, some days. So, Frosty, Edgar, and Snow Miser. To my friends, yep. Okay. But Jack Frost to everyone else. Mm-hmm. So, would the DM in this case be a friend or? <laughs> that depends. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, I'll pick one and uh, I won't say it until I decide. <laughs> but you'll you'll then know which one the DM has chosen. All right. Well, well oh, did you have a question? What's your name again? Ed, Edgar Ed. Noggins. All right, cool. I just was writing them down because I wasn't going to forget. I should probably keep my notebook out just in case I need to write down important things. Like our names. <laughs> <laughs> your names, your AC. Your you don't need to know that. Just points. know nothing hits. <laughs> <laughs> What's your AC? 40. 40? Your AC's not 40. Your speed's 40. I don't think that's 40 either. <laughs> What's 40? You got 40 oh, something Yeah, you're there. right. There is. <laughs> Yeah, I know my character. How how is your speed forty? First of all, I don't know. That's just, in the snow, right? I just punched in numbers, and this okay. one gave me. Well, if you put in forty, that would make sense. No, I didn't put numbers okay. in there. What's your AC for real though? I mean, uh, I don't know exactly how this works. Uh, mine's fourteen, but then when I'm not wearing armor, which I'm not, because I'm a barbarian, you add your constitution. It was constitution, okay. Mm-hmm. So is. I don't know which way does this go. Does that mean I add the 16 or the plus 3? The plus 3. Okay, I'll say that makes a lot more sense. Yeah. Otherwise, I was going to be really un- no, untouchable. Okay. So your AC is 17? Yes. Nice. Minus 17 also. Okay. Mine's 13. Hmm, that's cool. Oh, you're going to get hit a lot. <laughs> Mine's 300. Oh, yeah? Let me roll for damage. That's why I can use mage armor at will. Yeah. What does that mean? Who's will? Why does he deserve mage armor? <laughs> Are we even friends anymore, Gage? Do <laughs> you just hate me now? Is that I what's going on? Made fun of the, my fucking stutter. I didn't make fun of your <laughs> I just, stutter. I didn't even know you had a stutter. Look, kidding. I just have one serious question. Does Will like Modest Mouse? I'm going to fucking kill you, John. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'm just writing down. <laughs> you motherfucker. <laughs> I feel like he doesn't. Probably not. All right. So you have collected these interesting herbs. Sorry, I forgot that I will need this. You have collected these interesting herbs. uh, And after being contracted by a uh, strange fellow who didn't give you very many details, they were kind of spotty, but they did tell you, you should deliver this no matter the time, no matter what comes up, you must deliver this as soon as you get it. So, it's Christmas Eve. Uh, You come into the town of Grace. Um, It's a kind of ramshackle town, but you come up to this house, your directions seem pretty much as close as you could get. You think this is the house. Do you guys have any interaction you want to go through as characters before we get to the house? I mean, how did we all meet? Uh, We all took the job, really, right? Mm -hmm. I just assumed there was a posting for three people. Right. Two people and a snow person. Right, yeah. Um, more or less, you guys were contracted uh, by this contractor to come find these special herbs and deliver them um, as soon as possible with cash reward. Who do you think these are going to? I don't know. I just needed a job. I mean, I didn't. I just am kind of here for the fun of it. Life is fun. Yep. I probably should. I didn't go through my uh, like personality traits and ideals and stuff, but they're probably not that important. But it's funny because my uh, my ideal is life is all about the fun. <laughs> so tied in. Look there at you that. go. Yeah, <laughs> character development already. <laughs> well, I say we do it. We get on with it. Okay. 
You knock at the door of a small house, causing snow to crumble off of the frame as it rattles in the empty night. You hope you have the right place. Your instructions were to deliver the package first thing, no matter the hour. The directions were spotty at best. But the bundle of rare herbs are for a particularly sick child, so here you are. That's why I'm here. I really care about children. And we know this is a place. I checked the directions. I checked them twice. Did you find out anything? No. Okay. After a pause, the door is opened by a man who is clearly worn down by difficulty and smiles at you nonetheless. Oh, hello. You must be delivering the physician's order. I'm Mr. Cratchit. But please, simply call me Bob. Please, come right in. Inside is a cramped home that has clearly been worn down over the years by use and love. Multiple children turn to stare at you as you shuffle inside, all except for a small boy who is slurping soup and sitting between his mother and an elderly man with a white beard. The elder rises and greets you. Did you travel through the night to get here? Very kind. I am indebted to you. He takes the bundle, hands over a small bag of coins, and confides under his breath to you. Sadly, I fear these will not be of much use now. Poor Timothy has only gotten worse, and might be beyond what help dry plants from the last harvest can do. Mrs. Cratchit raises a hand to push back errant hairs. You must be exa- exhausted. Would you like some soup? Yeah, I'll have a bowl. I, I don't want to. I don't want to piss on your hospitality, but I, I think I'm okay. Please mind your words in front of the children. Yeah, man, there's children here. Yeah, sorry about that. That I'm just gonna go outside. That's where that's where I'm most comfortable. I think. Please, it's it's cold. Just at least sit by the fire. And I'm blue. Uh, I'm I'm okay. I I appreciate it. Though. Or at least maybe by the window. Okay, that's fine, um, and I'll I'll take up a seat by the window. I'm gonna pull out a couple of toys and like show them to the kids because I am a toy maker. And I carry toys around on me. I love entertaining children, so play with some toys with the kids and stuff. You mind describing what kind of toys maybe you pull out? Well, I got the tin whistle that I'll play for a little bit. I won't let them touch it though because that's pretty dangerous. Okay, um, but. I don't know. The first thing that comes to mind is like a little toy horse that moves on its own, like with little wheels and spinners and stuff. Oh, cool. And maybe something that you blow into and it starts to spin. I don't know. All right. I never really had toys growing up, so. It's okay. Uh, the kid- not, not Cole did. I mean, this this <laughs> Edgar didn't. So, sorry. <laughs> the kids seem to enjoy it, uh, except for, of course, little Timmy, who's um, sitting there slurping his soup. You can tell he's very pale and looks almost, um, uh, what's the word when you're, uh, hungry. Um, emaciated. Emaciated. Thank you. <laughs> he looks. He looks a little emaciated. Uh, very pale, and um, despite the chill in the room, he does have sweat dripping from from his brow. Um, John, did you have anything you wanted? To, did you want a bowl of soup? Or no, I don't eat. Or I should say, Frosty. Frosty doesn't eat. Okay. Not uh, unless it's just for show. But no, I'm good. Um. Well. Why don't you all give me a perception check real quick? 22. Very good. Yeah. That was a two. Did you say 22? Two. Oh, 
<laughs> no, that's right. I said 22. <laughs> 11. Okay. So, Edgar, um, while you're enjoying watching the kids play with the toys, seeing the, the joy come over their faces after what seems to be they've, you know, they've, they look just as tired as their father, Bob, does. But this does seem to bring them a little bit more joy. Good. While you're watching this go on, you do happen to hear off in the distance church bells. The church bells begin to ring in the hours late. But the bitter wind carries with it a strange sound over the snow. Each chime of the bell is echoed by the clattering of chains dragged across wooden floors. Um, so we'll say just for flavor here that Snow Miser didn't, uh, didn't hear this because they were really focused on the, the heavy winds that were coming in with this storm that's, that's about to blow in. Just trying to make sure everything's going as planned. But I can hear like chains. Yeah, you, you can hear chains echoing the church bells. Have they brought me my soup yet? Oh, yeah, we'll, we'll say by now they have brought you your soup. Okay. Going to just slurp the soup. What the hell is that? What, what are you talking about? The church bell. You don't hear that? Oh, oh yeah. It's just telling us it's 11 o'clock. Well, the, 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 you don't hear the chains after it? Listen. Yeah, there it is. Are, are you okay? The, f- the physician kind of comes up to you and puts his hand on the back of uh, the back of his hand on on your forehead. I can use more soup. They uh, they kind of give you an odd look, and they give they do oblige by putting another small ladle full of soup into your, you. into your bowl. It's gonna slurp it out of the bowl. Um, now that uh, Edgar has pointed out the, these chains rattling, you two do notice the sound. Actually, go ahead, uh, Snowmiser, and give me a per- perception check as well. Eleven. That's a spin down. I know you said you hate spin downs. I do. Okay. But it was the the dice to my direct left. Oh, okay. Dice to my direct left. That's deep. Just going to go ahead and put well, that over here. You said it was a 12? Yes, it was. Looking outside the window as you already are, you do see this kind of translucent man appear at the edge of the light, at the edge of the street. He's kind of... Uh, he wears a heavy coat wrapped tightly around him by a great chain that fans out into the snow and darkness. Who is that guy? Who are you asking? Are you asking uh, I'm just kind of turning and, and saying idly to whoever's listening. The uh, Bob Cratchit, he kind of gives you a furrowed brow and looks over to the window. There's no one out there. You don't see him. He's, he's right there. He's got chains around him. I'm gonna walk walk over toward the window, see if I see what he's talking about. I'm gonna like, <laughs> I'm gonna take a rag and just wipe off the window because you know I know that it's probably Frost fog, and fogged up and whatnot. Look, it's right. He's right there. I can see him right there. He, Bob still kind of shakes his head. I, I'm sorry, I don't see anyone out there. All I see is Lord Ebenezer's manor. Do I see it? You do see it. Oh, shit. You don't see that, Bob? Hey, language, you just got on me. <laughs> Sorry. Well, I guess I'm going to... Mrs. Cratchit does cover the kid's ears and kind of gives you a, 
disgruntled look. Sorry, kids. But you want to see that, Bob? Are you feeling okay? And I'm going to put the back of my hand to Bob's head. He's, he feels fine uh, oh. to, your, to your touch anyway. I wouldn't um, know what it would be. <laughs> Good thing I didn't touch him. Do I feel okay? <laughs> I'm not touching you. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, well, I'm going to go over to the window. Do I see what they're seeing? You do see what they're seeing. Oh. So what is it like just standing out there? Or? He's kind of slowly walking along the street. How far out is he? Um, the, the house you guys are in is probably... 20, 25 feet away from the street. Okay. Um, and then uh, he's just walking through the middle of it. Does his window open? does not. Okay, well, then I'm going to hastily leave the house. Okay. I think I'm going to go, too. I'm really curious. I'm, I'll hand back. Hey, th- thanks for the soup. Did, out of game. Did we already get paid for this? Yeah. He, oh, uh, he gave us the, he the gave, coins He gave stuff. you the bag of coins, yeah. Okay. I'll walk out, but I'll point to the kids. But, yeah, you can keep those toys, kids. As we like hastily run out. Thanks. And they go about playing with them. And uh, you see one of them bring the toy horse up to Timmy. And he kind of runs it along the side of the bed. As I walk out, I'm like, God, I hope they don't explode. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going as well, Frosty? Yeah, I'll go with them. Absolutely. Okay. You might as well. You're melting all over their carpet. I never did tell you guys how I move either. Uh, I move like BB-8. I don't know what BB-8 is. Ugh. <laughs> You, it's the, the little Star Wars little robot guy. What the, the fuck even are rolls. you? What do you look like? He's he's like Jack Frost from the movie Jack Frost. Oh, so you're a literal snowman. You're yeah. just a snowman. <laughs> I thought you were just like a, a person. I thought you no. were like a like a like a person so shaped your bottom, snowman. Your bottom one rolls, and that's how yeah. you move. <laughs> Motherfucker. That's, what, that's <laughs> what really funny. I say, but I got like giant logs. <laughs> like I'm beefy. <laughs> oh man. Well, it's some hard, some hardwood. Hardwood. What kind of wood? <laughs> anyway, you guys head outside. Um, come a little closer to this translucent man, and he slowly raises his gaze from the ground until your eyes meet before he begins to speak. You have done a good thing this night, but more is needed, so much more, before the night is done. You can clearly now tell that this man is a spirit of some sort. Um, The church bells toll as he continues. My name was Jacob Marley. I knew Lord Ebenezer in life, and I committed with him every misbegotten act of greed and malice. As recompense, I now wear the chain I forged in life. I made it link by link. And his eyes turn back to you, and he seems to solidify. It is too late for me, but perhaps not for him. He has prepared for many years to slip the noose of old age and become immortal. But to do so will cost both his soul and the town of grace far more than the simple chains that bind me. Yet there is still a chance for grace, for tonight Scrooge will be visited upon by three spirits. For his sake, he must hear what they have to say. But there are dark creatures who want to claim Scrooge's soul. If left to their own devices... They will undo the spirit's work. All of you must find your way into Scrooge's bedchamber before the final stroke 
of midnight. There you will encounter the spirits and must push back whatever foul beings show themselves. This is the only hope left for Scrooge and Grace. As he speaks his final words, his body begins to fade. The distant church bells toll the eleventh stroke. As that final bell reverberates through the street, the ghost dissolves like smoke blown away by the echo. Well, wait, are you going to pay us or what? No, well, shit. I think this is more of a, a moral thing than a payment thing. You think? I'd, I'd like to think so. I don't know about all that. <laughs> well, I'm in it for the fun. You really. don't have to get paid. So. We'll take your half. You're or not going to take third. any of it because I'm not asking for money. Anyway, what are we doing? I guess we go check on this lemon sneezer guy. Ebenezer? That's what I said. <laughs> That's not what Let's go. Said. You gaze up from the snowy street and can see the Lord's Manor sitting atop of the hill at the center of grace as the final bell fades into the night. Exactly one hour to do as uh, this Jacob Marley has told you. Uh, so you have exactly one hour to make it through town up uh, Ebenezer's uh, long r- roadway and into his manor and then his bedchamber. Oh, damn. I guess we better hurry. Okay, all of you on board? Yep, let's go. All right, just making sure. You push toward Scrooge's manor street by street. Falling snow fills your tracks behind you as you skirt around the large angel fountain in the center of the market square. Uh, could I get a perception check? Or, I'm sorry, th- this should be a passive perception, so. So 10. 14. So mine's just 10, then. Okay. Because I don't have any wisdom. Okay. So, again, Edgar, you notice that the, the snow is at least a f- foot thick here. You almost don't notice, but the angel fountain appears broken. In fact, most of the buildings you pass look like they are in need of repairs underneath the blanket of white. So this town is kind of decrepit and falling apart, um, not really maintained the way it should be by their their lord, Scrooge. Uh, after this guy seems like a dick. After more trudging through the snow, you eventually reach the road to the hill. Ahead of you, the street shines with fresh snow and begins to climb back and forth up the hillside in a switchback. As you draw nearer, though, you realize it's not snow glistening, but ice. The street looks less like a road and more like a frozen river, running from the top of the hill to the very bottom. So this is going to be a difficult climb up this up this hill. How fast do you guys want to go up, up this hill? Well, we only got an hour. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could just go straight up it. And you're, if you're right, you could. I say I, I, I ignore difficult terrain that's caused by ice and snow. What, what's your size? Are you medium? Yeah, probably. No. I would say probably. Medium. Sure. Um, Can I ride him? Like piggyback? How Are, are you small? No. I'm s- small, medium. I mean, realistically, I'd be considered large, wouldn't I? Because I'm like it's seven foot. still probably medium. It's still medium. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, That's why I said piggyback, because like, you can probably pig, like, I could, you can give me a piggyback ride in real life, right? Yeah. I'm just going to use fly. You have fly? Mm-hmm. 
on oh. myself. I almost took fly. How long does that last? Just Up to 10 minutes. Ten, okay, cool. Um, so can you ride me is the real question. Go ahead and roll me a strength check. <laughs> okay. What is it? It's a five. So you do attempt to like climb up on him, and uh, you feel your own body start to like slip away underneath his footsteps, and uh, immediately kind of like shrug him off. Uh, this is, this would tear you apart, literally, <laughs> if if he were to ride ride on your shoulders or whatever. Fine, I'll walk. I'll brush myself off and start heading up there as hastily as I can without slipping. Sorry, okay. I tried. So it's okay. You're flying. You're you're, you're okay. You. You have your special abilities that make you, you know, not prone to disadvantage with uh, checks. So, does he have a like a rope or something like that? Maybe I can tug him up. That's all right. I'll try. I'll try walking. Okay. I will need uh, a series of athletics checks from you. Oh shit! And then uh, from you as well, but also you have advantage because of your special. This. Can it be acrobatics? Kind of like cartwheel up there? That's a joke. <laughs> Six. As you near the hill, a wall of ice sits in your way. A horse-drawn coach sits at the base of the hill. The empty harness is hanging fr- frozen in the air. Ice has flowed over it, leaving a small mountain of blue pooling in the middle of the street. So to get over this, what did you say your total was? Six. Six. Uh, you try to climb over this wall of ice and just slide right down. Uh, one of your other buddies are going to have to try to help you over somehow. Shit. I mean, I rolled a 25. Okay. And that was without advantage. He I just, just comes rolled speeding once. through it and smashes it <laughs> out of the way, right? I was going to say, that was one roll. So I was like, do I really need to roll advantage for this one? Because, <laughs> I mean, 25, I'm all right with that. <laughs> your character, uh, I should say Frosty, um, Frosty almost seems to like glide up on the sn- on the ice and pass the cart. Turns around, looks at you, um, kind of like, "What's taking you so long?" If you'd like, try again. I'm not made of snow, all right. We were walking through flesh. I'd be fine. See how you do it. That's on eleven to try and crawl up again. You do make it this time. Ooh. Um, yeah. 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 <laughs> you out of breath? After fine. Yeah. <laughs> After finally pulling yourself over the mass of ice, you look up to the first stretch of street and find it mercifully smooth. As you head down, you hear a crunching sound from the roof of a closed shop as you pass. You look up to see snow and shingles falling towards you. I need you to make me a dex save, uh, both of you, actually. You are exempt from this because you are flying. Lucky. So is that where I just take my my dexterity and add it onto the dice? Yes. Okay, so I got 18. Okay. So I rolled a 5, but I'm going to use Flash of Genius, which allows me to add my intelligence score to an ability roll. Okay. So that would be 11. Okay. Um, You both do succeed just getting out of the way just in time to not take as much damage, but you still will take 15 halved. So oh, damn. Half of 15 from the falling shingles and ice falling on top of you. Rounded up or down? Up, I believe. So, so eight. So I take eight damage. Yeah. Holy moly! Um, why don't you go ahead and make me an investigation check, real quick? Uh, 
I'm going to be very upset that I got hit. Ah, fucking. Ugh. 15. How am I going to survive? You saw this happen, and you look over towards the, the roof. And as you look at the roof, you notice large furrows dug into the snow, as if someone has taken a huge shovel to the shingles and ice. There are no footprints in the rooftop snow. I'm going to um, very sternly uh, yell, Who's out there? No answer. Well, that sucked. I'll say, um, that was like, like I mean, it was just snow and ice. So, like, I mean, it is what it is. But Some, like, somebody did that on purpose. I saw it happen. Well, that's even worse. <laughs> Don't, who did it? You saw it happen? I don't know. I didn't see them. I just saw it happen. You all start up to the next far easier street. You notice a gap between a store with its windows frosted over and a cobbler's shop. Hidden in the windows between the wooden buildings is an alleyway paved in stone steps, strangely untouched by the ice, providing an easy path upward. Nice. Let's go that way. Yeah, I mean, I'm flying, so I, I, I'll just go where you guys want to. That sounds good. We can go that way. Yeah. Okay. You head into the alley, hoping for a shortcut. Not even halfway up the steps, three silhouettes appear ahead of you, outlined by the dim light reflected off the snow. The largest and most cantankerous one waves a knife, growling. Toe, your coin, or your life. Why don't you all give me a perception check? 17. Net one. 16. You too. The light is kind of poor here, but you both notice uh, two barrels laying on their sides in front of the other two men. Who noticed this? These two did. Hey, okay. did you see those barrels that are laying on their sides? <laughs> Sorry, I'm just like a guy's pointing a knife at me. Oh. Right now, the barrels are between you and the, the person pointing the Oh, out. okay. I thought you meant the other two. Like it was him and then the barrels and the other two. No. But they're in between us? Yes. Oh, how much do the barrels weigh? I mean, you'd have to try to pick one up to find out. Well, uh, uh, but if it... Can if I tell if they're empty or if there's stuff in them? Like, do they do they have, like, the tops on them, I guess? Yes, they do. Shit. What, you, you want our money or our toes? What? Toll. Pay the toll. Well, how much is it? Forty gold. Forty gold? For what? Your life. My life? Why do I got to pay you for something I already have? You want to go through my street? You gotta pay the toll. This is your street. What, you made this? I'm gonna, like, stomp on the stones. Is this yours? You put this down here? Nah, fuck you. Get out of our way. I'm like, I guess I'm gonna try and roll an intimidate. <laughs> okay, go for it. 18. Yeah, I'm a minus one. <laughs> I was like, uh... Yeah, you get the fuck out of our way. We're using your road. So, these three figures, they kind of exchange glances after... Looking at you flying, looking at you, and they can't quite, they, they can tell you're some kind of burly or maybe even uh, just dangerous looking in some sort I of way. I have a fucking candy cane whistle. You have a candy cane whistle. Get out of my whistle. way. <laughs> and you're a, you're a snowman that moves, so like, they immediately cut, turn tail, and run. The street is yours. Hey, hey, don't run away. You pay the toll. John, <laughs> let him go. <laughs> you hear that? You hear what happens when you stand at the bullies? They run away. But we didn't get a toll. John, <laughs> I mean, uh, Frosty, stop. I'm going to keep going <laughs> as soon as I run. We have less than an hour now, and if this guy dies, 
or like becomes evil, more evil than he already is. Think of the children. God, I hope they don't explode. (laughs) (laughs) As you move slowly up the frozen road, you near the summit, reaching the last of the switchbacks. The smooth surface gives way to a chaotic mess of ice that has consumed the turn like a rushing river, frozen as it surged around the bend. Go ahead and uh, both of you give me another athletics check. You with advantage. Woohoo, 15. Okay. Net 20. There you go. As you haul yourself up the final stretch to the top of the hill, the ice abruptly gives way to paved stone again. Standing before you and surrounding the manor is a ten-foot stone wall, half frozen half frozen over in the bitter wind. You can see the stone path leading up to the front door through the large, closed iron gate set into the wall. Next to it, a single barred and shuttered window is cut into the stone, candlelight streaming out from in between the cracks. And at this point, uh, Snow Miser, I believe, this would be when your uh, fly would no longer be in effect. Ten minutes is up. Okay. So you'd come back down to the ground. Subtly or like? Yeah, just kind of drift back to the ground safely. So yeah, you have this ten-foot wall in front of you. Um, There's a small window in the side of the wall uh, with candlelight streaming through. And there is also the the iron bar gate in the middle of this wall. This is the gate like locked or latched or just run up and shake it? It is locked. Break the lock. Oh, okay. I'm going to try and pick the lock. Okay. Go ahead and give me a uh, sleight of hand check, I think is what it is. Yep. And I get double proficiency bonus. <laughs> oh, snap. Because uh, I got tool expertise, and I'm proficient in thieves tools. 18. No, wait, I'm sorry. 19. Just going to find wherever the lock is, pull out my thieves' tools. I know exactly what tool, just whipping it out right away, trying to pick the lock. You pick the lock, and on the as you open the gate, it kind of creaks, and you hear from that little window, Hey, stop there! And uh, you two, in the window, uh, you can see this kind of older gentleman. He looks very tired, very groggy, and uh, maybe even... Uh, kind of that, this disgruntled, upset look on his face. What are you doing? Well, we're trying to get in. No, we are in. I'm going to swing the gate all the way open. It does appear that we are in. Are you in our way? Give me one second here, sorry. <laughs> God, man. Frosty's itching to fuck somebody up, isn't he? <laughs> By the way, uh, the tap was trying to indicate touch, as in you said that when you touch things, they turn into snow. So couldn't have you just touched the lock and it would have... That's more, I don't think that's a that's a mechanic thing, or else we'd have some serious problems. Because <laughs> oh. that's why I was, like, touching, you just kept giving me dice, and I'm like, all right, this is what we're doing now. <laughs> Make a constitution save to not be turned into snow. <laughs> what if you touch him? Does he turn into flesh? Like, still a snowman, <laughs> but made of flesh. Just a rolling ball of flesh just on the bottom. snow flesh, or I guess it'd be a flesh man, but then that's Fle- just a person. A flesh golem. All right, yeah, I just, oh, yeah, we're in. And I just push the cage, and I'm going to keep going. Uh, you two, are you're sticking around, or are you following him right in? I'm just going in, too. Okay. I'm, I'm cool to talk to the guy for a second. Okay, well, you notice, as he says he's going in, and he follows, uh, 
this guard disappears from the window, and you two see this door open on the other side of the gate, or on the wall. And uh, this guard appears from it, and he's wielding a crossbow, and he's got it pointed at both of you. You are trespassing here. And I'm not afraid to use this. Wait, real quick. Are we at the... at? Yeah, you're at, you're at the manor. And this I is, almost it, said Lemony Snicket's thing. <laughs> I don't know this guy's name at all. You're, you're at the manor, and these, these, these walls kind of surround, so the, surround manor. the manor. Yeah. I'm just going to tell Look, we have a very important thing to take care of. There was a ghost back there. Look, I don't have time for this. I'm just going to keep going. Does a uh, 18 hit? That depends. Yes. <laughs> depends. So you take three damage from three damage from a crossbow bolt. What that son fuck? of a bitch? Can I do something as a reaction? Uh, he does say, "You take another step, and there'll be more where that came from." As he's like trying to reload his crossbow. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna fucking shoot at him. I'm gonna point the cane at my at the guy. Okay. And uh, just hold it as if you would a gun, really, and just kind of held it pointed toward him and, and ready in action. Okay. I'm I'm going to just do an action. I'm going to fucking shoot a fireball at him. All right. Go ahead and roll damage. Yeah. Well, just damage? Yeah. Don't have to roll a hit or nothing? No. Oh, super serious? Serious. Oh. Well, that makes me feel bad. Can I, like, dive in the way? Of the fireball? Of the firebolt? If you would like. Why would you do that? No, I'm serious. Why would you do that? I don't think we should attack this man like this. He shot an arrow at me. I'm trying to save the children. Yeah, I'm diving in front of it. John wanted to talk to the guy. He shot me. Where did he shoot me? Like, where did it hit me? Shoulder. He shot me in the shoulder. I'm, I'm going to fucking attack him if you don't kill him. No, like, again, this conversation's a moot, because as soon as I get shot in the shoulder, I'm all like, mm, for the children, and I'm just shooting back at him. Oh, shit. 17 damage. Okay. Are you actually jumping in front of this? Well, did I have Isn't the ability Isn't he behind to? me anyway? Honestly, because I am behind, I would like to attempt it, but I assume there's got to be some kind of roll or something. Make me a dex check. He's not going to jump. He's going to, like, burn out where he's at and, like, zoom in front of me. <laughs> Splat. <laughs> Splat into the stone wall. Oh, it's a nine. <laughs> you do not jump in front of oh. this in time. So your firebolt hits. Uh, he kind of immediately catches fire, and you hear this kind of, ah! For escape from his throat as he kind of runs out the gate and plunges himself right into the snow and ice. I immediately to... have flashbacks to those poor, poor children that I blew up. <laughs> it's, a, it's a bad time for you. All right, let's go. You guys continue then. All right. Yeah, let's Jesus go. Jesus fucking... So he tried to get in front of me? He tried. He just kind of whiffs it and just falls in front of you and narrowly misses getting hit by that. Okay. By the, well, I'm gonna keep going, but like, <laughs> what the fuck? You didn't have to hit him like that. He he wasn't gonna. He was weak. He was old. Yeah, we could have talked. He didn't seem like he wanted to talk. Yeah, but maybe he had keys or something to let us through somewhere. Like there could have been some. I help. picked the lock. Yeah, that lock. <laughs> yeah, yeah that lock. Yeah, the only <laughs> lock in the place. <laughs> sure, Snow Miser. Why don't you go ahead and make me a perception check real quick? Sure thing. Snow mines are about to perceive the snowman getting bitch slapped. 
Oh, that's a... <laughs> what would you say you wanted? A perception check, please. Five total. Okay. You guys continue your conversation and... Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's no miser dies. <laughs> Out of the corner of your eye, you do happen to see another guard standing in the middle of the courtyard, not facing you guys, doesn't seem to have noticed you yet. You're not sure how, because you've been talking this whole time, but his back is turned to you. Um, in order to keep going, you'd have to roll stealth checks. You just want to kill this Wait, one, too? why? Like, I have to roll a stealth check? Or can I just try and run by him? If you want to try to run by him, yeah. Yeah, that's my plan. He's not paying attention. I'm just going to keep going. Okay. If he turns around and sees me, I'll probably say something, but okay. I'm just going to keep running all weird. All right, I'll just go with him. Well, I guess I'm going to. If he sees us, just freeze. So just think you're a snowman. <laughs> Y'all are screwed, but I got this. <laughs> he doesn't seem to notice you as you guys. Oh damn! Keep going. Uh, without buildings to buffer it. The Can bu- I, well, so we just run past him. And yeah. He doesn't notice us. Oh, that's sus. I thought he. I thought yeah, that is really sus. Hope mm. he didn't, you know, fuck us over or anything. He shot me in the shoulder. Hey, I'm just saying, you know. I tried. They just keep going. Without buildings to buffer it, the bitter wind cuts through you as Scrooge's manor looms above. Three stories of imposing stone and iron rest on the hill, towering over everything for miles. It is a grand building, but you cannot help but notice that it seems to be in disrepair. A few shingles are missing, and more than one window is boarded up. The only light Coming from the manor is a soft glow from the third floor window. Um, why don't you each go ahead and make me an insight check? 18. That one. Four. Again, Edgar, uh, you notice a thin line of smoke coming from a chimney near that window. Most likely, someone has left the fire smoldering for warmth while they sleep. Your steps echo on the hard stone floor of the entry hall as you finally leave behind the cold air and sluggish guards. Ugh. Each sound you make is rebuked by the silence that hangs in the air and hovers over the worn carpet and old curtains. It feels as real as the dust that sits on the empty pedestals and unlit lamps and reaches reaches up the pillars that stretches above you, disappearing into the shadows. It creeps up the twin staircases curling along the far side of the far side of the room, and languishes on the balcony. As your foot lands on the first step, a bell tolls that shatters the silence. The church bells have begun to chime midnight. What do you do? Run. Yeah. I think we were already running, weren't we? Yeah. So let's keep going. You lurch up the stairs two at a time, the chimes racing with you. Eleven. On the balcony, a plain door sits to your right, and a hallway stretches out to the left. A tired patrolman's jaw drops at the sight of you, and he stammers for words, but before before you is a flight of stairs leading to the third floor. Ten. You charge up the flight of stairs. Nine. Grabbing hold of the railing, you pivot your momentum up the next flight, legs burning. Eight. You arrive at the landing, breathing heavy. The floor is dark and clearly has few visitors. Three hallways stretch out before you. Two outer hallways are left dark with dust on the floor. The third, center hallway, has windows, a worn dark red carpet, and at the end, you can see large double doors. Seven. You race down the hallway, your legs pounding away at the carpet. 
at this time, I need you guys to give me dex check. Six. Eighteen. I am rolling awesome tonight. And I rolled terrible. Uh, what was that? Like what? Uh, dex. Just dex? Okay, so that's four. Six. Six church bells. Okay, counting down. Sorry, I'm getting back into it. The hallway seems to stretch forever, keeping the door just outside your reach as you hear. Five. You all slam into the doors, and they bulge under the sheer weight of your combined mass, but they throw you all back to the ground. They do not open. Four. Scrambling for the doors, you search for the lock. If one of you wants to try to uh, pick the lock, go ahead and make me a search, or a sleight of hand, I mean. Twenty-nine. Three. You realize that the doors open outward. Two. You drag the doors open. One. You throw yourself over the threshold. The doors slam shut behind you. You've made it. Is there any old men in here? First off, by the way, there was a second lock, and I did pick it. Okay. I don't know. From what I understood, it looked like that door was unlocked, and it just had to be pulled outwards. All right. Fuck you, snowman. All right. Where's where's this guy at? You all enter the room. You see before you there's a bed, and on the bed is an old man. Uh, Yes. The the whole thing is kind of shrouded by this. I asked if there was an old man, and there was. So. Okay. I just didn't know why you got so excited. It's like, score. I thought you just got, like, a text that you were excited about or something. <laughs> Fucking old man in this room, yeah! <laughs> well, we, made, we made it. Old man. Check. In a room, double check. Things Snow Miser gets excited about. One, snow, two, old man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm so no, sorry. That's okay. This bed, four-post bed, has... Uh, curtains drawn, so it's kind of uh, obscuring the old man on the bed, but you can kind of see through uh, the dim light in the room. Uh, the room is very large, but strangely sparse for the size of the room. And the fireplace to your left still radiates heat from its low embers. The door to the balcony across from the hearth is open despite the cold night air, and a desk and chair are in the corner covered in old notes and a half-hidden dark purple book. This is what's before you in the room. Real quick, just add a game here. We're supposed to get, like, allow these ghosts to visit him, right? Like, that's the whole point of being here. Mm -hmm. Right. So do we just watch? Yeah, we can make, like, a hide check. Do we need to, like, open the door for the ghost? Because the door slammed behind us, and that was like, maybe these ghosts can't walk through walls or something? I think if we weren't going to get here in time, we would be locked out, and we'd have to find, like, a different way in, I think. I think, like, a supernatural force locked the doors. Should we try the door to see if it's a supernatural force that's locked him? Or does anyone have detect magic or something? <laughs> I feel like if the ghost can't get in, we'll hear like, <laughs> <laughs> and then we can worry about opening the door. Yeah. Well, what kind of ghost can't go through a door? I was going to see this guy's soul, but this door is fucking locked. There's no, <laughs> I mean, he's an old man, right? Obviously, we're all in agreements he's an old man. I mean, sure. Okay, so I think if he wakes up before the ghost gets here and sees a blue man, a a snowman, and uh, and you, you can say regular man. It's fine. I don't know if I'd give you regular. He might have like a heart attack and die, and that would defeat the purpose. I have mending. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 
Okay, I'm sorry. I just I just wanted to clear up like exactly what we were supposed to be doing. So we don't have to I'll just say this in game too, like wait, we don't have to do anything, right? We just have to make sure the ghost visit him or what the hell ever. I honestly think that we should just probably hide. I'm not very good at hiding. Okay. <laughs> so I'm not gonna and then I'm just gonna walk over to the you said there's like a bunch of papers or something? Yeah, there's a there's a desk and chair in the corner and uh the desk is covered in old papers. And uh, partially covered by these papers is a uh, half-hidden purple. Okay, book. I'm gonna go through the papers and like eventually get to the as purple you, journal and as you go to touch whistling the, while I do it. As you go to touch the making papers, myself at home. your hands pass through the papers, the book, the desk, all of it. Holy shit! Well, look at these guys. You seeing this? He's sleeping. Look, and I'm gonna show him. Like, holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> What the hell is this? I'm, I'm going to start trying to touch other stuff and seeing if it's like that, too. Okay, you first go towards the fireplace and stick your hand towards the fire. You can feel the warmth, but you don't feel any pain, and your hand passes through the embers. <laughs> oh, look at this. I ain't trying it. <laughs> <laughs> go punch Scrooge in the fucking <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to walk up to Lemony... Uh, Eben- Ebenezer Scrooge. Ebony Scrooge. And <laughs> whatever. I'm going to go I'm going to go up to him and and just like try and touch his face. Okay. You go up to him and Wait, should I should I touch him in the face or should I touch him in the neck? The face. Okay, the face. You go up towards the bed. You notice that on the other side this uh curtain set uh is open slightly a bit. And you can now see that the old man is wearing a nightcap and robes and his medallion of office is hanging around his neck. And he his eyes kind of open as you near the bed. And he stares slack-jawed before bolting up and sputtering out a horse. How did you get in here? And you hear behind you, I am the spirit of Christmas past. You too notice on the balcony behind uh, Edgar here is this elegant-looking young woman um, wearing white gowns. Uh, she has dark hair. Um, she kind of has this, these soft features. Um, her face calm as a lake at midnight. Her white robe flutters behind her as she moves, and you cannot be sh- certain if she is actually touching the ground. L- long past... Scrooge says, Your past, the spirit says, gliding over the bed and raising an outstretched hand. We must away. Her eyes settle on your invisible forms. There is much work ahead of us this night. Cautiously, Scrooge takes her hand as she leads him to the double doors by which you just entered. They open before her, and a blinding light fills the room as she and Scrooge step through. You guys want to follow after? Yeah. Let's roll out. Yeah. What the? <coughs> I'm sure Edgar is quite confused yeah. right now. Hello? <laughs> well, have you never seen a ghost before? I picked the lock. <laughs> I don't know. What lock? Pick the goat. What? Never seen a ghost before. They don't seem to be no- are, noticing Are we ghost? You. Especially Scrooge. Scrooge doesn't even seem to acknowledge your presence. She kind of seemed to look at you, maybe not necessarily. 
You maybe worry about maybe, giving him a heart attack. The old bitch didn't even know I was in here. Maybe the, the ghost saw you. Maybe the ghost was looking through you. You don't quite know for sure, but it's definitely a spooky and weird feeling for you all. Following after them, you squint as your eyes adjust to the harsh light. As soon as your vision settles, you find yourself standing in the boarding school classroom, or in a boarding school classroom. A young Ebenezer Scrooge sits in class, listening intently to his teacher. Near the head of the classroom stand the spirit and Scrooge, who mutters to himself, I, I remember this place. I used to attend here. Spirit, why have you brought me back to my old school? Do you intend to show me every moment of my wasted youth? <laughs> By a humbug! The spirit says nothing, and the class gets up to leave. As you watch, young Ebenezer is approached by a tall man with a package. His proportions seem ever so slightly off, his arms too long, his face too perfect. And somehow, he seems uncomfortable in his own skin, as if he is more a creature than a man. The creature then leans down and whispers to young Ebenezer, while the present-day Scrooge leans forward, straining to hear. Suddenly, Shadows spring to life around the room, surrounding young Ebenezer and the creature. One of the shadows dives towards the creature and disappears. The remaining ones silently turn their attention to you. I need you all to roll me initiative. All right. Fuck yes. Fifteen. Ten. Three. Okay, sorry, one second here. How many are there? You said three? There are currently four in the in the room that you see. Oh damn! The fifth one disappeared. Oh yeah, it took a dive. It took a dive towards the creature and disappeared. Yeah. So you're all at the other end of the classroom. In the front of the classroom is Scrooge and this teacher, or creature, whatever you want to call it, creature teacher. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um, and then Scrooge and like present-day Scrooge and the spirit of Christmas past are on the far right side of the room. And these other beings are kind of scattered throughout the room, and they're, they've all turned their attention to you. Um, so first off, we have Edgar. Man, what is your bonuses? Because you're like... Uh, just plus two. I've rolled... Almost every roll I've had has been higher than 15. Oh, wow. Okay. 13 is my, low, is my lowest roll. Wow. Nice. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, you get to go first. Yeah. Well, I got my fucking candy cane whistle arcane blaster. Okay. And I'm just going to shoot the closest, whatever the closest one to uh, Scrooge is. And I'm going to yell, uh, Mega Me Sneaker, get down! And fire. Say that one, one more time. <laughs> Mega Me Sneakers, get down! And just fire. <laughs> okay. It's going to say his name wrong every every chance I get to because I, I feel like Gage hates it a little. <laughs> so... The look you just gave me is very similar to the look my wife gave me on our first date. <laughs> Maybe you don't hate me, Gage. Maybe you like me just a little bit. Just a little. All right, I'm going to start blasting. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, I started oh, blasting. Sorry. That's a... Uh, 17. 17. That hits. Go ahead and roll damage. Well, um, I want to tell you what the whole number is. So I rolled a 17, but it's a 25. Wow. What the fuck? Does that hit? It definitely hits. Christ. Um, you do notice that uh, after you say whatever that name was, uh, get down, Ebenezer doesn't seem to acknowledge it, doesn't even seem to hear it, uh, doesn't react in any kind of way. But, okay. but the ghost of Christmas past kind of 
slowly glances towards you, looks at the creatures before you, and then back to the scene going on presently at the other end of the room. Okay. Let me... So I do hit. I'm going to roll for damage. Okay. Eight damage. Okay. Hit a full eight damage, but eight damage nonetheless. I should have aimed for the ghost that's closest to him. (laughs) Shoot that bitch. All right. (laughs) Is that all you want to do on your turn? That's all I can do. Okay. I wasn't sure if you got a multi-attack or not. No. I guess I can move closer to... Yeah, I'm just going to move closer to Scrooge and, like, (laughs) stand between him. I don't know why I suddenly started caring about this old man. Then we come to Gage. Okay. Uh, I'm going to... I'm sorry. Snow Miser. Yeah. Yeah, that, you better get that shit right. Um, <laughs> I'm going to point my uh, my cane at the two closest to me, and I'm going to use Eldritch Blast, one, right. one on each. All right. That is 22 and 19. Mm. Both hit. Cool. So I'll roll damage for the first one, and then I'll roll for the second one. First one is three. Second is five. Okay. Um now, your Eldritch Blast, uh, did you want it to be more icy or more... Yeah. Okay. Yeah, just like a freeze ray almost. You said one was five. What was the other one? Three. So uh, your two Eldritch Blasts beam out in front of you, this kind of crackling blue, almost white uh, energy flashes towards them, hits them both kind of square in the chest and spreads out in like this frostiness, and uh, they both seem to be a little disgruntled by it that's that's force damage by the way just to let you know force damage okay that's good to know um then we come to these creatures turn one of them uh, is going to move up to you and attempt an attack a total of 16 to hit miss miss okay and then one more to you uh that one's going to be a base of 19 plus stuff, so I imagine that hits you. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a total of 7 damage. Okay. It reaches out to you, and as this creature makes contact with your form, it almost seems to like start to seep into your form, and you feel this almost weakening, draining effect as uh, you take the damage. You are now also... Oh, I need you to make me a uh, strength or dex save. Whichever you prefer. Now one. Oh, you are now grappled by this thing. Okay. Um, all right. So uh, just so so you know, uh, one of the ones you hit was also the one that he hit, and then the other one was a totally different one. So okay. one of them's been hit pretty 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 well by both of you. Mm-hmm. Are are either the ones that been hit the one that just grappled him? Yes, the one that. Uh, Hadn't been hit by you as well. Okay. But also, uh, because of that, uh, the creatures grapple. Your strength score is now reduced by two until you are broken free of the grapple. And um, we got one more of these guys who's going to try to move up to you. And that's going to 18 to hit. Yep. Does hit. That does hit. All right, and then I'll also need you to make me a strength or dex save whenever you're ready. Can I pick? Yeah, whichever one you prefer. Strength, that's 12. Oh, wait, actually, hold on. I think that's higher than that because strength saves. I get advantage on strength saves being a barbarian twice a day. Uh, 
So if, if you want to use one of those now, you can do that before I tell you what's happened. All right. I think that's probably a good idea. Nat 20. Okay. There you go. Nice. Uh, good save, right? <laughs> yeah. That's a good good use of that ability. <laughs> so it does almost the same thing. It tries to, like, cling to you, but it doesn't seem to, like, seep into your form as it did with Snow Miser and breaks free and kind of this hissy growl. It almost sounds like uh, tea, escaping a teapot comes from this creature. But you will take um, six damage from the creatures. What kind of damage is it? It is necrotic. Okay. So six. Oh, damn. All right. And then we will come to John, your turn. Frosty. I guess I'm going to use my great axe and swing at the one right in front of me. Okay. Go for it. Uh, So 15. Uh, That hits. That is uh, what they call glancing. Okay. Does that make any difference? Uh, that means it. whatever damage you do will be halved, but now you know what it's... Um, oh, okay, AC so is. I matched AC. Yeah. Okay. So 10. So 5. All right. So um, also, because I forgot to mention this fourth one, uh, the fourth one hasn't moved any closer to you guys. It's kind of staying between you guys, uh, the young Scrooge and te- teacher creature. Uh, so staying right in between you guys fighting these other three and... The young Scrooge and old Scrooge. Oh, so I'm not by young, or I'm not by old Scrooge. You're by uh, present day Scrooge. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Young, yeah. young, okay. young Scrooge with the teacher. Yeah. And then you know they're they're like over here at this end of the room. Okay, that makes sense. Present te- present teacher or present Scrooge is over here, and that's by where you are. Okay. And then the others are back here. All right. Now we go back to uh, Cole. Your turn. Top of the round. Well, I'm just gonna. Blast at the one that's grappling miser here. Okay. Just gonna yell something like, "Get off my best friend!" Oh, thirteen. That unfortunately misses. Oh. That's your fault. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Way to go, miser! <laughs> Don't <right>. get grappled. <laughs> Snow miser, your turn. Uh, I'm gonna use ray of frost on the one grappling me currently. Okay. Um, Can it come out of your mouth? <laughs> well, just for flavor, I think that'd be cool. As like a breath weapon? Yeah. No, <laughs> okay. I'm gonna gonna say no to that one. Okay. I just thought it'd be cool, but I guess fuck me. <laughs> After you called him a best friend too. Yeah, I know, right? I'm gonna make the roll now. Okay. He's actually talking about the shadow. Thirteen, and it's your fault. I will say, be- because of some special things, you have advantage. That hits. It's 12 plus 7. I'm not sure okay. what it is, but yeah, it's... Okay. Go ahead and basic roll, roll damage. You're welcome. That's my fault that I got that. Not yours. I'm not crediting you for that. Oh. <laughs> uh, 15 damage. Okay. Your ray of frost. Uh, you're using your cane, right? Your arcane book. Okay. Your ray of frost leaps from uh, the tip of your cane kind of into the air in this kind of arc of energy and comes back down on this shadow thing. But you notice you immediately feel this touch of cold. Uh, I imagine you probably, I'm not sure, maybe have resistance to cold damage. I don't know. That's up to you. I'll say for flavor because you're the snow miser. Okay. You have resistance. So uh, you take half of the half. So 15 
rounded up seven or wait yeah no eight 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 so you take four damage fuck okay you realize that this thing clinging to you still went while it's clinging to you it's sharing the damage with you oh i'm glad i missed you do like 50 damage. <laughs> it's like, yeah, by the way, got to well, take some. I'm glad it didn't cling on to me. Okay. Not yet. Uh, now we go back to these creatures. The one on you, Gage, does miss. As does the one who's in front of you. That one, unfortunately, unless uh, 20, uh, not crit. Does that hit you? A 20? Yeah, that hits me. Okay. Five damage. I, I think he's almost down. Oh, what a fucking problem for a snowman. I like to think when you get hit, like a big chunk of snow falls out of you and you just look at it and it just reforms. <laughs> <laughs> I also need you to make me a strength or deck save. 14. Okay. You see the form start to like barely seep into your form and you can almost feel it like this this dirty feeling as it clings to you and then you kind of shake it pull, pull, you know flex your snow muscles and uh, my wood <laughs> <laughs> anyway uh, you, you flex and the creature again falls off and uh does another kind of angry hiss that sounds like a teapot uh and we go back to your turn. He's like seriously, like he's just a Gen Nine Pokemon. <laughs> That's all he <laughs> fucking is. <laughs> a Gen Nine. <laughs> all right, uh, I'm gonna use my battle axe and uh, see if I can do some damage to the one right in front of me again. Okay, go for it. So you have fingers. <laughs> I mean, I have twigs. Okay. The twigs are kind of gnarled, but they do kind of bend with a cracking. <laughs> yeah. <time. laughs> yeah. Um, I so like that's... you and Evil Dead. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, twenty four. Oh, that definitely hits. All right, that was clever. Thank you. Very clever. Seven. Seven. All right. Uh, okay. We'll go back to the top of the round. Uh, before you go to make an action, uh, being over there by Scrooge and uh, the Ghost of Christmas Past, you see the ghost kind of reach up her arm. And point toward uh, young Scrooge and the creature teacher again. And you can just barely see the shadow figure clutching onto the creature teacher. Oh, okay. And it is your turn. I don't know what that means. Now, I mean, I'm going to see her point, and she's, you know, seems like she has her shit together, so... I'm just going to get close enough to that thing to zap it with a firebolt. Okay. Kind of a one-trick pony so far, but I I don't know how many fights we got, so I don't want to blow my whole load in this one. <laughs> 22. Uh, that does hit. Go ahead and roll damage. 18 damage. Or no, 19 damage. Just going all fucking... Seeing her point and run up to him, like, huzzah! <laughs> okay. Remember, every time I attack something, a little whistle noise comes out of my tin whistle. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Didn't sound as manly as I hoped it would. 
Just every time. I'm also going to see if the Thomas the Tank Engine theme song is uh, copyright, because I think whenever he's rolling around, <laughs> it's like the best music to play. I'm sure it is. <laughs> oh, yeah. I absolutely. hope it's not. So you send your firebolt, you said? Yeah. You send your firebolt over toward... It's uh, basically, it comes out of my wand, and it, it's, it's like fire damage, but it's red, green, and white colored, just like, you know... Like spark- Christmas colors. Sparklies coming out, okay. yeah. So um, firework? Pretty much, yeah. So as this uh, red, green, and white uh, firebolt flies out of the end of your penny whistle... Um, it's a tin whistle. <laughs> oh, tin, tin whistle. But it's sorry. also called a penny whistle. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that was an accident or not. but It, that's it was an accident. So <laughs> Yeah. Um, okay. Now I think that was a dig, actually. Yeah. No, no they, they it was, it was an accident. Penny whistles. Because <laughs> um, that's, the that's all they're worth. <laughs> I think it had something to do with how they were made, actually. I was just thinking ten penny. Why were you thinking that? Because ten Cause he said penny. It. Oh, okay. Hmm. Anyway, sorry. Um, and as they kind of go flinging through the air, you kind of hear as they're streaming instead of this kind of fire crackling, the slight faint jingle of Christmas bells, uh, just for flavor. Why not? And uh, as they hit, the creature teacher kind of recoils with pain but at that same time this shadow creature leaps off of uh leaps off of the creature teacher trying to think of something witty to say like an action movie one-liner happy holidays bitch i don't know <laughs> like uh so just good. So you, think of something <laughs> just just so you know this uh one that you hit as you hit it it fell off and uh it kind of evaporated as a shadow kind of you might think it would kind of sinks back into the floor and becomes a normal shadow again and the others all looking at you or clinging to you whatever it may be kind of let out this angry hiss as well before they too sink back into the floor and now you can see that this package that the creature teacher is holding is the same very same purple book you saw on the desk uh, just moments earlier uh, back in Scrooge's room oh okay well I'm gonna look back at the ghost lady and just like, uh, mm, yeah. She doesn't seem to be acknowledging you now. Yeah. Scrooge says, I-, I had forgotten this man. He offered to help me when I got older. Was there some price to it, spirit? Scrooge asks, turning to, uh, to, turning to the spirit. But as he turns and your attention is directed away from Scrooge and toward the spirit you notice that the spirit is now gone but scrooge continues did i give something up he whispers this as he makes his way back through the doors and enters his bedroom as his feet cross the doorway the school room school room begins to fade away and i'm oh, sorry i just making character noises <laughs> no it's okay <laughs> uh, i thought you were about to say something that's all that. no i was just startled that we're teleporting or melting. I don't really know yet. The uh, maybe I didn't uh, describe it clearly. The doors open. He kind of steps in, and the room you guys are currently standing in seems to almost melt away. And you get this sense of urgency that you oh, need okay. to get get inside the next room. Oh, okay. Go. Ugh. We should probably go. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Get the fuck in there. <laughs> so you hurry to follow after him, and Scrooge's uh, Scrooge eyes his desk in the corner where the purple book lies. What did he want? 
Clearly drained from the strange experience, Scrooge returns to its bed and eventually falls asleep again. You all get an opportunity to have a short rest here if you'd like. You can add some HP to your lost HP and uh, we can take a break and go okay. come get back into it. Once How much back. HP can we add? Um, I'd say go ahead and bring yourselves back to full health just because okay. I know what's coming up and all that. Oh, well, cool. you're all sitting around Scrooge's room, just kind of taking your time, making yourselves uh, more ready for whatever comes next. The fireplace shakes violently. Suddenly, a giant of a man, wrapped in a hunter's leathers and a green cloak, somehow squeezes himself out of the chimney. He towers before the fireplace mantle, so tall that he has to bend forward slightly to avoid poking through the roof. His face cracks into a smile that seems to take up the entire room as he turns towards Scrooge's bed. Scrooge bolts upright, staring slack-jawed at the giant. How did you get in here? The giant's booming voice rattles the room as he speaks. Excellent! You're up! There is little time, old miser. He bounds to the bed and snatches Scrooge by the hand, yanking him toward the balcony. What? Did you just fucking call me? <laughs> <laughs> what is happening? Scrooge protests as he's literally dragged out of bed. Come, you should know by now, booms the giant. I am the spirit of Christmas present at your service, and we are headed to the sad home of the man in your sad employ, Bob Cratchit. The spirit speaks to Scrooge over his shoulder, but he looks right at you. Hurry along now, or you'll be left behind. As he walks, the tail of his long green cloak stretches out behind him, covering the floor like a rug. He steps onto the balcony railing and grins into the night air. Hold tight now. And without another word, he jumps, dragging a terrified Scrooge with him. As he's jumping over this balcony, his long cloak seems to just shuffle and slide with him. I need you all to make me... An acrobatics check to grab hold of the escaping cloak. Nat 1. 13. 23. So you two successfully leap forward and grab onto the cloak. You not being able to react in time, uh, the cloak seems to just get tangled up around your feet and kind of pulls you down and you fall backward. Oh, shit! (laughs) Um, You two hold on tightly and kind of gracefully slide down to the bottom of the manor. But you, unfortunately, um, you're going to take some damage. Total of eight damage Holy uh, from falling uh, from the third, po- third floor balcony. And oh, That's and exactly how much I took from that fucking snow that fell off the roof. <laughs> I promise it was... You're connected. It was roll. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> I mean, they may be connected, who knows? Um, Ghost of Christmas asshole over here. <laughs> Ew. That's, <laughs> that's not a time period. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it, though? 
<laughs> I'm just derailing everything. I apologize. It's okay. Leaping back into the air, the spirit takes you and Scrooge out over into the night sky and over the town of Grace. The sight is breathtaking, as entire homes look like toys covered in snowflakes. Suddenly, the spirit dives towards the street, and the wind and snow begin to blur your vision. You can barely distinguish Ebenezer crying out ahead of you, his robe, nightcap, and medallion flapping in the wind. You land with a thump, and find yourself standing in a snowy street, a familiar street that you left earlier this evening. Before you is the large window to the Cratchit house. The warm glow emanating from its glass panes mark a stark contrast to the dim cold of the street. Why have you brought me here, spirit? asks an incredulous Scrooge. The spirit does not respond, though, but merely bends down next to the window and peers inside. With an exaggerated humph, Scrooge draws closer to the glow. As he joins the spirit, the light inside dims, hiding the scene from Scrooge's eyes. What's inside here? The glass is fogged, he demands and rubs his sleeve against the clear window pane. There's rumbling in the street, and something stirs in the snow. As you turn to look, three large skeletons rise, each one laboring to stand under the weight of the pack strapped to its back. As they stand to their full height, snow falls off of them, revealing large black orbs spinning on top of their packs. Why don't you each make me a perception check? Natural 20. Five. Sixteen. So you two, you notice, uh, after looking carefully, flickers of light stream from the window to each of the black orbs atop the skeleton's packs. I need you all to roll me initiative as the skeletons draw their weapons and point them towards you. Five again. Seventeen. So you said there's something coming from, like, lights reflecting from the window to the black orbs? You can't tell which directions it's going from, okay. uh, but there is definitely some link between these black orbs and the window. Okay. So first up, again, is uh, Edgar Noggins. Um, let me describe this scene a little bit for you. You guys are in the middle of the street. Um, Scrooge and the spirit of Christmas present are kind of in front of you. And then the street you're on kind of tees off. And at the intersection of both tees, there's a skeleton each. And then behind you is another skeleton. Okay. And is it what? It's the window to what they're looking into? Uh, yeah. The, the window into the Cratchit house. Hmm. I'm just going to say it out loud because they're not, like, right honest. I did. Sh- should I break the window? Why would you break the window? Can you pick it? <laughs> well, fuck it. It's my first thought, and I'm doing it. I'm just, you know, I, I see light, like, coming from their window to those, like, little black orb things. I'm going to f- fire shot at the window. Okay, go for it. Actually, uh, I don't even know what you rolled. Um, you fire a shot, and it seems to pass straight through the window as if it didn't even, even didn't even affect it. And it just, you can kind of see it translucently beyond the window, and it just continues to pass through until it fades out of your vision. Well, great idea, miser. Thanks. What the fuck are you talking about? That's the end of my turn. <laughs> okay. Then we'll come to the skeletons. Um, one is going to move 
closer. Actually, going to move closer to you, John. Um, All righty. He's got this kind of big great shovel is what it's called. And seeing this great shovel, uh, you kind of now click back to earlier when the snow and ice and shingles fell off the roof. This shovel would be the exact size needed to cause those ruts in the in the roof of the that that building. Um, those fucking guys. This guy is going to try to hit you. They owe me eight damage. <laughs> that's going to be a total of twenty five to hit. I'm pretty sure that's going to hit. Um, yes. Just kidding. And like that sound. So that'll be a total of 22 bludgeoning damage. Definitely didn't like that. Oh. But it's the only one that does any action. You watch as the other two just kind of... So I take 22 bludgeoning damage? Yes. Hold on, I feel like I had resistance to bludgeoning. Only while you're raged? Yeah. Oh my god, what the fuck's he going to look like when he rages? <laughs> He's just gonna it doesn't, be a doesn't look snowman. like it's he's gonna, gonna rage slightly. Say so it just says features. I mean, he where, is a where, snowman. Where is it at? Right here. Now, if it was scooping, damage. resistance. <laughs> <the other races. laughs> yeah, that, see how it says two a day. Yeah, Twi- twice a day you can go into a rage to have <laughs> strength checks uh, and saves, deals plus two damage. Yeah, that's all part of. Oh, that is, is rage. Shovel. Okay. I didn't know. <laughs> Sorry. I, cool. I only know because I'm... And you said 22? Currently playing Cavagal. Yeah. What's that? Uh, Just, yeah. Uh, 22? 22, yep. Cool. I mean, that tickled. Okay, so... Um, that was the Skellingtons. So only one hit me? There was only one that did anything other than... Uh, the other two, the two at the T, kind of moved closer towards the window and are now facing you, but you can tell the the black orbs on their packs uh, are still kind of connected to this window, as is the one that just attacked you. So y'all are going to die if just two attack you. Uh, Gage, we go to you. Uh, I'm using uh, Eldritch Blast on um, the the black orbs. Okay. Both bolts toward just the one that's closest to me. Okay, that, that'd probably be one of the ones in front of you then. Mm-hmm. So... 17 and 16 plus 7. Uh, does that hit? Let's say it's 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, and 22. That both hit. Okay, cool. Um, we'll roll for the first one. That is 10. I must know what is the level of this spell. Thing. 5. Okay. That's 15 on 1. Okay. Uh, both of them are... Level five? Yeah. Okay. Uh, just for flavor here, or just for helpfulness, uh, I'd say why don't you go ahead and have the peace of mind to direct the second one to another orb because you watch as the first one hits, that black orb shatters immediately. Oh, shit. Okay. And yeah. That's yeah. The, the, that little bit of light going between the window and the orb just vanishes and part of that window becomes visible. Okay. Yeah. Thank. Thanks for that. Yeah. That. So that's fifteen on one, and then fourteen on the other. Okay. And then same way, same thing with the other uh, orb. It too shatters, and um, I'm just too much. I'm gonna shout out. I told you. <laughs> All right. Now we go to 
uh, I was going to say John, but uh, Frosty. None of them are near me, right? No, wait, the one the is one right is in front of me. The one, yeah, the one that shoveled you in the face. Is the one that shoveled me in the face that, like, rearranged my jawline? Is he, <laughs> <laughs> like, is he the one missing orbs now? No. Uh, and you trying to, you can you can tell um, this this skeleton looking up, you would not be able to reach that orb with with your height. Okay, well, these I'm just going to... These are large creatures. Them so hard, he's missing a ball. <laughs> oh. That was the one. That was the only one. That's the only one you get from me. Well done. We'll get another. <laughs> we'll get more. Well, I guess I'm going to go straight for, like, center mass and see if I can split them in half with my battle axe. Okay. Going for the spine. Pretty much. <laughs> going to play you This is Halloween on my tin whistle. What are you dancing. using? My great axe. Okay. Uh, so that does, that's 19. 19 to hit. You cut oh, with the sixth vertebrae. Yeah. yeah 19. 19 to hit. Okay. Between now four and uh, five. You hit, go ahead, roll damage. Now, this will be halved because um, you, you watch as your axe hits. It doesn't really cut into anything. He's just bone. So more or, less, more or less he's got resistance to slashing. Eight, so four. And I can technically go twice. As part of, or no way is that only when I'm raged as well? That's only when you rage, but I believe you can rage as a bonus action. So uh, everything I do is when I'm raged, huh? Yeah, yeah it's barbarians. Yeah, have a gal. I mean, spine breaker. You know, you could probably wait. I like not to tell you what to do and stuff, but I mean, he he did two in one shot, so yeah, I'll wait then. I will say that the orbs have a very very high AC. Just so you know. Okay, I mean, I, I'll wait. I don't think there's. What's the lowest you rolled to hit him? It was twenty-two. Twenty-two is the lowest you rolled. Okay. You said you did four damage. Hey, well, there's only three. Yeah, four damage. Okay. All right. There's two now. Uh, or one. one now. Back yeah, to Edgar. All right. Well, after seeing that he listened to my idea and shot at the black orbs, I'm going to shoot at the last one. It's a good idea. Very good idea. Okay. Thank you. I thought of it. What uh, spell are you using? Uh, my cantrip. Firebolt. Okay. Yeah. Nat 20. Ooh. All right. Nat 20 it definitely hits. So uh, do I Do I roll all my dice twice? It'd be the it'd be the D tens because the D eight's already extra damage added on later. Uh, sure. So do I roll four D ten instead of two? Yeah. Twenty damage. Uh, your this was firebolt you said. Mm-hmm. Your bolt of fire, uh, actually with Christmas bells and Christmas colors. Yeah. It hits the hits the orb and there's kind of this engulfing of flame around the orb. But then it's almost as if the orb itself sucks in all the light from it, then all the heat, and the fire bolt kind of dissipates. Oh, shit. You realize after doing this that uh, that just wasn't a strong enough spell to affect the, the orb. Okay. It's not fire resistance, right? It's just not, not a strong it, it, spell. Okay. Yeah, it's, just not, it's not, not, just not a strong enough spell. Well, s- son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> thought you were about to... <laughs> blame <laughs> the miser again. I thought about it, but I don't need to rub his nose in it. He knows so, he did it wrong. <laughs> well, when I was looking on here, it just says, it doesn't say anything about me being enraged. It just says, 
you can make two attacks on your turn. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's multi-attack. Multi so, yes. I'm sorry. I thought you were talking about um, because as a barbarian with your rage, you can reckless attack or reckless okay. rage or something okay. like that. Yeah. So, so oh, shit. next, next go around, I can yeah. attack twice. I'm, I totally forgot we're level seven. I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. That, that's, yeah. That's, that's why I was like, let me Google this because I don't want to just like, you guys are all way more experienced than me, so I was like, But you're me. totally right, man. I'm sorry. Okay, cool. I was, I'm not used to playing higher than level three at all, so. I was like, that, that's why I've been, I'm trying to compare me I mean, to Rage. We can we can rule it that maybe you held it for a moment just to see if something happened so you can go now if you, if you want to take that second action. It's okay. We'll just, we'll, okay. For, we'll just keep it going. Okay. Um, so that was your turn. Now it goes back to the Skellingtons. Spoiler alert, John. None of us know shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, John, first off, this one's going to try to hit you again. Uh, that'll be, I think, 23 to hit. Oh, that definitely hits. That's a total of 13 damage. That's not so bad. Uh, and then it's not. The I'm other two the having, these, having their orbs broken. I'm sorry. You're okay. I thought, <laughs> like... You were trying to be intimidating, and it was working. No, I'm just really... I'm kind of into this. So. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, listeners. Um, or Cole. It's me. I'm the listener. <laughs> I am the listener. I have the power to listen. Um, <laughs> fuck. So... Uh, these other two skeletons, they move towards you two. Uh, after their orbs have been destroyed, they look pissed off. So they're going to come up, try to hit each of you. I'm going to point at him. <laughs> Miser did it. 17, does that hit you? Uh, yes, it does. I think. Pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's a total of six damage. <laughs> I literally, I literally lo rolled two ones. I'm happy for you. Being the tank, I'm happy. All right, and then that'll be a total of twelve, which I don't believe hits you. Does not. Okay. <laughs> I'm too fucking fast. <laughs> Did you see that? No, you didn't. Too fast. <laughs> Somebody should have played as the Grinch. I thought about it, um, like a furbolg, like a green furbolg. <laughs> Oh, that would have been pretty funny. Um, after they attack, one of them kind of says something to any of you. Speak abyssal. Sure don't. I do now. No. <laughs> Did you mean goblin? <laughs> no, I meant abyssal. Okay, because I meant gnome when I said goblin. And when I said no, I meant gnome. And uh, I'm going to be quiet now. Okay. Um, <laughs> no. Anyway, they, they, they kind of bark something in this kind of crude sounding language. And can't quite tell what they're saying, but it does not sound pretty. Anyway, uh, next up is Gage. Or, sorry, Snow Miser. I'm just hitting the last one with uh, with the two bolts of Eldritch Blast. All right. Go ahead and roll for those. The orb for it? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 19 and nat 20. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, and again. Miss. As the Eldritch Blast hits the... Um, the orb, kind of this icy shell surrounds it and it kind of explodes and shards of ice and black crystal uh, explode into each of the skulls of the skeletons. 
I don't know why I pronounced it that way. I'm just weird. So Skellingtons. Don't mind. Skellingtons, yes. Um, each of the Skellingtons fall to the ground with this kind of thump. And then their bones kind of turn to ash or maybe even snow. And they drift away with the wind. Take that, you punk bitch. I'm the snow miser. <laughs> <laughs> the motherfucking snow miser. Anybody else have anything they want to say before I move on? Can we pee on them? What the fuck? <laughs> They've already been blown away by the wind, mm. so. Mm. Good thing I can't pee. <laughs> there's no there's no such thing there's as just, a There's just a spot on Frosty that's just a ball of frozen snow that's yellow. There's no... On occasion, I just chuck it. <laughs> Christmas specials can't be it's Christmas a specials without a, da- uh, a song. Uh, so I'm gonna, gonna use... Um, a flock of familiars to have fey versions of the little guys from the movie, you know, the, the little snow miser goons. Oh, yeah. I'm going to use them, and we're going to have a little, little song number. I'm not going to sing it, but just just happening. That's that's what's happening. Sing it. No. <laughs> <laughs> we can all listen. I'm, I'm going to go check out the window. <laughs> You're going to check out the window? Okay. Yeah. Um, so you go towards the window, and now that the window is all clear, you can see... Uh, Tiny Tim uh, sitting in bed. He seems to be coughing. He does not look in a very good state. Um, uh, Miss Cratchit sitting beside him on the bed, kind of patting, petting his hair, just kind of trying to console him a little bit. And she exchanges worried glances with Bob Cratchit. And Scrooge kind of backs away from the light of the window, quiet concern carved into his worn face. Spirit! What is wrong with the boy? His his health looks poorly. And he rubs his old hands together. Terrible thing to have to face the end so soon. Scrooge turns away and searches for the imposing giant, but finds himself alone. He staggers away into the street, glancing back over his shoulder. Scrooge wanders through the streets, pausing at the square's fountain and its broken angel. I always meant to have fixed that. He mutters to no one. And as he walks through his hometown, Scrooge begins to notice how dilapidated the buildings have become. That's the end of Act Two. Oh, forgot how many to tell acts? You, forgot to tell you that this is broken up into acts. There's only uh, three acts and then an epilogue. Oh. So, we're almost well, done. i just like to say that, I don't know, I, you know, Edgar goes to the window and is... is Sort of touched, you know. Didn't really pay no mind to Tiny Tim before because there was the other kids there, and he was like playing, you know, giving him toys and stuff. But seeing a kid have to sit there and deal with that, you know, really bothered Edgar quite a bit. And I, uh, I'll say that you, you two, uh, Snow Miser and Frosty No Man, have also been able to get up and see what's inside the the window in case you wanted to have any interaction or meaningful thought about that. Nope, I was still having my song. Okay. <laughs> I was just amused by the song. I I saw the I saw what you were talking about and I mean back to the song. I'm good. After some time, you follow Scrooge back to the front gate of his manor. 
It stands open, the guardhouse quiet, but Ebenezer is too deep in thought to notice. He heads inside and climbs the steps to the entry hall, but he is not alone. The despondent Scrooge gasps as he looks up to find a figure cloaked in black. How did you get... Scrooge's words trail off as he notices the bony hand poking out from the robes. The air itself goes silent before this figure as even the wind dies, leaving nothing of life behind. He gulps. Are you the final spirit? That of... Christmas future? The cloaked figure nods wordlessly. Am am I to follow? Follow you? The figure nods again, raising its skeletal hand to point beyond Scrooge. Ebenezer turns and looks out over the town of Grace and finds it dead. What was once a hamlet nuzzled into the snow has turned into a cold, pitiless grave. Doors lie torn from their frames, and windows are smashed in. The buildings are husks, strewn across the land like skulls half-buried in the snow. Above it all, the perpetually overcast sky is a dull, angry red, as if just beyond the clouds the sky burns. Scrooge cries, I did not mean for this. Just my body aches. I can feel myself growing old, but, but I don't want this. The spirit turns and leads the way into the manor now lit with torches that burn a terrible red. One of the pedestals displays a purple book. The words scrawled on its cover seem alive in the hellish light. As you enter the main hall, the tall, thin shape comes floating towards you from the far hallway. It steps forward into the light, its face emaciated, like there is barely enough skin to cover the bone beneath. Ebenezer gives out a sickening groan as he realize, as he recognizes his own visage twisted into something wretchedly inhuman. Spirit, he cries out, I am not the man I was. I will not become this, this monster. He turns to clutch at the spirit, but the spirit is gone. Scrooge's future self floats, to- floats forward like a lifeless corpse, moving as if a puppet controlled by an evil hand, but then pauses. Its milky eyes turn and seem to search the room with a vision it should not have. Finally, it raises one bony hand and with a sharp motion cuts through the air. You feel something tear within you, like a curtain ripped violently from a window, and you look up to see the dead eyes of the lich staring right back at you, its lifeless mouth cracked into a hideous smile. And he points towards you, and present Scrooge, the one with you, the one kind of recoiling in fear at the sight of his own face, twisted into this vile monstrosity, turns to where the, the lich is pointing his future self, and now sees you for the first time. And the lich, you see, prepares this magical, uh, magical energy. I need you all to roll initiative for the last time. My Nat 20. Fucking sweet. Uh, I'll take another low one. We'll go with six. All three initiatives have been under 10. 18. Okay, give me one second to get my papers in order. All right, so, Gage, you said you had a Nat 20? Yep. 
Frosty's like, huh? <laughs> Snowmiter's like, I fucking snow for this! <laughs> snow. I just assume you replace words with snow every it's so like often. It's like Smurf. <laughs> <laughs> I even think of that, but yeah. Ooh. All right. I think I popped something in my chest when I did that. I gotta be careful. So, I'm an old man. What were the other uh, initiatives? 18. Six. Total of 18 for you? Yeah. I need that as a fucking ringtone. <laughs> I fucking snow for this. I'll, uh, that might just be a fun ad to do. Like, we'll get a shot of it snowing outside. No. <laughs> oh, my God. I can make it happen. <laughs> yeah. We will make it happen. <laughs> oh, God. Is it safe to say this might be the last combat we do? It is. Okay, cool. I'm going to just fucking go all out then. Okay. Balls out. Good thing I took the spell, uh, destroy Lich, who doesn't get a saving throw. <laughs> um, That's a good spell. Okay, so as this Lich Scrooge prepares its magic, John, or sorry, Frosty, three bolts of energy come striking at you, not even worrying about your AC uh, magic missile. Holy shit. Oh, God. It's just one, though, right? He said just three. one magic missile? He said three. <laughs> pew, pew, pew. <laughs> yeah. You take 12 damage. Oh, no, I feel like that was going to be a lot higher. That's its action right now. So next we come to Gage. I'm using Summon Fae. Okay. Um, I don't have to uh, roll for that or anything like that. It just happens. Um, I'm summoning a Fuming Fae, and it says I get to choose which one. For flavor, I, I would like it to be Krampus, please. Uh, yes! <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so I'm going to send you its, I'll, you know, here's its stats. It acts on my initiative directly after I do. All right. Krampus. Yeah, I fucking... You just made me happy. Like, this <laughs> is my Christmas present. I appreciate <laughs> it. What, what level of the spell are you casting? Uh, it is level four. Yeah, I'm casting it at fourth level. Uh, warlocks have to ca- uh, cast it at highest level. Okay. All right, so that's that's my action. And <laughs> so, he, so he's going to take his action now. Okay. Um, he'll use face step, which is a bonus action to get <laughs> to magically teleport up to the lich, and then he's just going to attack. Okay. Um, k- bonus actions don't count as a movement, right? Mm. Okay. So you can use multi attack if you haven't moved, correct? Yeah, I think so. So he's going to use multi attack. <laughs> okay. Um, let's see. Faye makes a number of attacks equal to half this spell's level rounded down. So, two. Um, yeah, so he uses his short sword twice. Um, my spell attack modifier to hit. Okay. So, I'm just going to roll it twice. 15 and 23. Both are to hit? Yeah. Okay, the 23 hits. Okay, cool. 15 does not. Uh, that's... What the fuck? Okay, hold on. Um, so that's 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18 damage. 18 damage, all right. That's pretty good. Just, just to let you know, fuming gives him advantage to the next attack roll made before the end of its turn. 
so j- we already attacked, so no no problem on that. But I forgot to mention it. Okay. <clears throat> um. So that's the end of your turn, or yeah, yeah. Okay. It's the end of his turn. So, at the end of its turn, um, the lich reaches out to Krampus and touches it. Uh, touches Krampus, um, and you see this kind of bolt of purple energy uh, kind of soak through Krampus and it's almost as if Krampus can't move anymore. Um, it This is a legendary creature uh, and just use a legendary action to paralyze Krampus. Okay. I completely forgot legendary actions were a thing. They're not used Sweet, often. Yeah. It's because it's usually party wipe <laughs> when they're used. Okay, and that's that's uh, that's the end of that. Um, so now we come to Edgar. All righty, so I'm going to conjure my Eldritch Cannon. I'm going to do the Force Ballista <laughs> directly in front of me, pointing towards the Lich. And it's going to be... It's going to have legs so that it can move. Just, you know, mechanical, weird little feet. And it's just going to be in the form of a Christmas tree, but it's going to be angled down, and the top of the Christmas tree is the end of the force cannon, and it's going to send out, and it's going to make an attack towards the Lich. Okay, and this is a magical attack? The cannon itself is technically magical. The attack is just force damage. It okay. says make a ranged spell attack, okay, originating so yeah, yeah. from the cannon. Yeah. But it doesn't have, like, a spell level or anything. Okay. So I just rolled a hit. Oh, dicks. 13. Unfortunately, misses. Okay, that's all right. Is that the end of your turn? Yes, it is. But now I conjuring it as an action, but now I can control it as a bonus action. So okay. now I'll get to go and then use it as my bonus action. All right. So, hey, we both got, you know, sidekicks. Hell yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, we got Frosty over here. What's Frosty going to do? Frosty's going to swing his great axe twice. <laughs> okay. Can you attack twice? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we talked about this. Clever. I don't think so. I think if you check back and listen, I edited that part out. <laughs> All I know is one of the attacks are going to his cannon. <laughs> no. I made that. And it's about to be split. <laughs> Not 20, just wait for it. <laughs> no. But uh, so two attacks on the Lich. Okay. Uh, 25 hits. I guess I'll roll the second one. 21. That also hits. Nice the, job, The dude. pulse, I was like, oh, great. Sorry, I was reading, and then <laughs> I was like, oh, wait, I got to do stuff. 17. Okay. And 10. 27. All right, good job. Is that the end of your turn? I think that's all I'm able to do, yeah. Okay. You should have got on my cannon, and I launched you at it. So um, your cannon... Um, forgot what Krampus did. I apologize. So, uh, Krampus got paralyzed. No, no, what Krampus did to the Lich. Oh, attacked it with the short sword. Okay. Uh, Krampus yeah, swung with the short sword, putting some slices into the Lich. Uh, your cannon, um, you see like parts of the, the Lich himself just kind of fly off with the force of the, the cannon blast. And then your, um, your axe slices. Um... Your axe slices actually didn't seem to have any effect on him. But at the start of the, the Lich's round, um, you 
watches those pieces that had flown away just slowly form back onto the lich's body and it kind of grins this evil smile um behind the lich you see the ghost of christmas future kind of looming in the back background and it's dark silhouetted figure and then suddenly it, it's bony knuckled hand zooms up straight towards you all and points and you feel this energy come between you and it and you all get this vision of the future showing some object what you know to be a phylactery of a of a lich being destroyed but you can't quite see what that object is um so that's just that's just what happens uh so you guys can think about that while i uh, take the Lich's turn. So, the Lich will come to come to you. How far away? How far away is the Lich? Um, it's like twenty feet, I think. Okay. But before we continued on with combat, would you mind if I made a uh, a roll to see what color the item was? Sure. Uh, make me an insight. Fourteen. It's a metallic color. Hmm. Okay. Well, that 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 ruins the idea I had. Unless it's a metallic purple. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. Um, it's Tiny Tim's cane. Get him! Oh, shit. <laughs> um. Yeah. Scrooge comes. Uh, Let's Scrooge comes up to you, um, Edgar. Right, Edgar, yes. and reaches out to you. Uh, let's see. No. No. 25 to hit. No! Ah! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you take 11 cold damage, and I need you to make a constitution save. 16 on the constitution save. The same kind of purple bolt of energy strikes through you, and you are paralyzed for one minute. Oh, goody. Uh, you can repeat your saving throw at the end of each of your turns. Ending the effect with a success. Okay. Um, I do believe you can still act as your cannon on your turn, though. So okay, that is its turn. Is going in rage count as anything like an action or anything? It's a bonus action. Because I haven't done that yet. A uh, bonus action just means that like it's not your main action. You can just do that without any penalties. Also, Edgar, well, while. Let Scrooge has come up to you and gotten closer to you. I need you to make me a perception check with disadvantage. 14. Okay. You notice kind of hidden behind the cloaks and robes that the Lich is wearing is that same medallion. Uh, it just looks a little more fresh, a little more... It, it just looks different than the one that's, that current Scrooge has. So that that's something you're okay. given. Uh, also make me an... Uh, insight check, and I'll tell you the results of that once I get back to your turn. 18 on the insight. Okay. All right. And real quick, I don't think I can. I don't think my cannon can go because I, as a as an artificer, have to. Oh, you have to move it around. It. Okay. Like, I don't have to touch it or anything, but like I have to cause it to move. So I don't think I'd be able to do that if I'm paralyzed. Okay. Can so. you talk while paralyzed? Uh, let's Is it a verbal here. command? Mm hmm. Oh, okay. It doesn't say verbal. It just says on your bonus action you can cause it to move. So uh, if I'm what causes it to move and I'm paralyzed, I don't think I'd be able to. Now, if I if I get free, I'll, I'll still have a bonus action. So, All right. Um, next, we just had the lich. Okay, so now it's back to Gage. 
Okay. Um, yeah, I'm going to use that. Uh, I'm going to use Eldritch Blast again. Okay. Just going for what I know. 16 and 10. 16 is glancing. Okay, cool. So now we know what his AC is. Um, that's 7 plus 5. 12 is so 6 damage. Yeah, they're like 70 to me. <laughs> I was rolling a percentile. Yeah, I, I did the same thing. I said 6 damage. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or 35. It's up to you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, that's your turn. Yeah. And it is now Krampus's turn. And he'll try and okay. stop being. So I'll need a constitution save. 13. Unfortunately, doesn't break out of it. Okay. Uh, next up, Edgar. All right. I, I got to try and bust out of that so it's a constitution save. Yes. All right. I will be using my uh, flash of genius so okay. that I get a plus four. 23. You are able to break free of the... The spell put upon you by the lich. Sweet. So you are going to use my bonus action to have my eldritch cannon turn around slightly and shoot the shit out of this lich. Okay. Twenty-three hits. All right. So this is two d eight of force damage, and if the target is a creature, it is pushed back up to five feet away. Okay. And you want this to be away from you? <laughs> yeah. <Okay. laughs> God. Yeah. What the insight check do? Yeah, yeah. Oh, hold on. Let me give you damage real quick. Three. <laughs> wow. Well, the main draw was that you pushed him away. Yeah. All Thank right. you. <laughs> um, so your insight check uh, determined that uh, that medallion that he's wearing is its phylactery. Oh, okay. But Good. also helps you determine that this creature is part of the future. And because it tore away the veil that allowed you to remain unaffected by it or you affect it, you also know that the phylactery it's wearing has not been created yet mm. because it is from the future. Okay. Yo, the full... No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I can't really all that during combat, but that's good to know. Just mid-fighting. Hey, guys. <laughs> well, that is my turn. Because, well, to break out of that, is that my action? Yes, that would be action, but you still do have a movement. I'm going to get on the other side of my cannon. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, just hide behind it. Okay. You know what? Rolling a hide behind my cannon. All right. Natural fucking 20! <laughs> well, this has true sight. <laughs> oh, fuck him. It is fucking true sight. I rolled a nat 20, Dale. <laughs> it doesn't see you. <laughs> yes! What is true sight? It allows... It, so if you somehow became invisible or, um, what's it called? Uh, Rolled a nat 20. <laughs> a specter-like, like yeah. you guys were before. Um, it can see through the astral plane. Into oh, well, that's not what I'm doing. Yeah, Hiding behind yeah. a cannon. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty fucking well, if you ask me. <laughs> He's like, what the fuck? Where'd he go? Where'd he go? It's almost as if the cannon seems to, like, grow just to... Hey, just a little bit. Just yeah. a little bit. Well, it's kind of a tree. So, so I'm glad you know that the uh, that the medallion is the phylactery. Yeah, I sure don't. Well, I don't have. I literally have no movement or actions left, so I can't even. Like, I can't even do anything. You can't say, "Hey." I literally don't think so because I, I use an action, a bonus action, and a movement. I mean, you, like, you can say all a, my turn. You can say a simple, a short phrase, but 
Nah. Okay. <laughs> what the? Uh, okay. It, w- it wouldn't have came to me. I, a, a lot of shit just happened, all right? That's fair. I right. Let me, let, I'll yell it next turn or something. Maybe. John. <laughs> After I'm dead. <laughs> you'll, you'll be fine. All right, so well, I'll be I'm fine. Gonna, he doesn't know where I'm at. Frosty No Man is now mad. Okay. Big mad. <laughs> so are you saying you'd like to rage? Yeah. All right. Yeah, I would. What does it look like when a snowman rages? More snow. <laughs> a lot more snow. So it just becomes like it the grows big ball legs. on the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> the big ball on the bottom is now like the two above it are the exact same size. <laughs> so just swole and then like logs grew. <laughs> Frosty the swole man. Yeah. <laughs> Frosty swole man. And uh uh yeah, uh long story short, I'm gonna use my battle axe and just swing mid chest or like collarbone area. Just because it sounds like an aggressive place to swing at. All right. Uh, so I'll take two swings there. All right. Do you want a reckless attack? Go for that would be. Um, or I guess technically. There's a disadvantage to that, right? Yes. And uh, so what that means is you would get advantage on your attacks. But that also means uh, Lich Scrooge would get an advantage on its first attack against you. Don't do it. He's trying to trick you. That's how Kavagal got downed. Cut that out. <laughs> sure. Well, Come on, be a barbarian. I think you have enough hit points to take yeah. a hit, too. So. You know what? We'll go ahead and take advantage. Okay. So I'm going to attack twice. I'm going to take advantage with it. We're going to see <laughs> We're gonna see how it goes. All right, first attack. If he dies here, play like a church bell. <laughs> Just like an immediate, like, dong. No, I'm playing the fucking coffin dance. <laughs> <laughs> Just fades in slowly as we're <laughs> arguing. That's so 23, coming. 19. 2319! <laughs> <laughs> Both hit. Right. Oh, yeah. Bunch of CDC members jump through the window to tackle the lich. <laughs> 11. And 10. Damn. Nice, man. I think that's my turn. Okay. Big boy damage. Now, I just remembered that the last time you hit it, he said that it didn't seem to do much. Yeah. But And again. And I have to take, or he gets advantage now. <laughs> This will be fun. You lived a little, though. And I will and die I, a little. Not, not for long. <laughs> As the Lich comes back to its turn, again, the force damage that was dealt to it just kind of seems to... I didn't by chance hit a chain or anything, did I? Like, with the, with the whack? What no. a random question. No. <laughs> just, just curious. I didn't by chance destroy its very soul, did I? <laughs> <laughs> it didn't start screaming in absolute un, un, unimaginable pain. Um, you know what? <laughs> and then after after it kind of heals itself, um, it is going to not see me. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm pumped that I wrote an Antonio on a high check that I was that, that made no sense. <laughs> Makes me happy. Yeah, he just fleed from combat. Uh, Lich Scrooge points its finger towards. Before I guess I go on, you are definitely kind of in front of him, maybe like ten, fifteen feet away from him. From the lich? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I'm on the other side of the cannon. Right. Hidden. Right. <laughs> okay. Okay. Fairly well. And you, you are, <laughs> yeah. you are directly in front well. of the lich because you just had to hit it. I'm either right in front of it or right beside it. I didn't know the exact spot where he was, but I'm near him. Okay. He'd be to the side of it because you wouldn't you wouldn't step in front of the cannon because like, you'd have to go right. around the cannon okay, anyway. So I guess I'm so. to the side. And then you would have been. Oh, I don't know where the fuck I am. Okay. 
I just didn't know if you'd. I, you're I, probably a, you're we'll, close we'll probably, to there. We'll probably say it'd have to be. It's a small room. Well, yeah. you haven't moved at all, right? No. Yeah, so you're right in that area too. Okay. Because so I didn't move either, and he's on the other side of the cannon. So you're he's probably next to the cannon next to me. Okay. Um. Well, pointing not directly at any of you, but kind of in between you two, a bright streak flashes from the finger of the lich as a small ball of energy shows up and then explodes into this blossom of a uh, fireball. I need you all to make a deck save. Seven. Eleven. Nine. Okay, you said seven? Mm-hmm. Nine? Yeah. Eleven. All three of you, unfortunately, do fail. You will each take 22 fire damage. Um, actually, you, sir, Mr. Snowball Man, uh, will have that doubled. Holy shit. Because you are vulnerable to fire. Am I? I'm just kind of ruling it because you're made of snow. Okay. You live by the snow, you die by the snow. (laughs) I am the snow. (laughs) All right. That's the... I am the dead. <laughs> Are you dead? Just a, just about. <laughs> I didn't get no cover from the fucking cannon. It didn't <laughs> didn't keep any of that off me. Uh, the cannon, you know, just kind of... Did it take damage? It, I mean, does it have a life yeah. bar? Oh, I got to roll its deck save. Yeah. Hold on. I guess Krampus should, I too. hope it makes it. Oh, oh Krampus yeah. is further, as far away, though. <laughs> I hope it, like, rolls out of the range? way, and that's why you take damage. No, actually, Krampus. Motherfucker! <laughs> I rolled a nat 20 on the cannon to not to get out of the way. So that's exactly what happened. The cannon dodged out of the way, the cannon, so I took full damage. So the cannon takes only 11 damage. Fucking cannon, <laughs> I made you. The cannon was like, hot damn, I'm out of here. <laughs> oh, fucking, oh, that's man. That's great. Fired off around in in fear. <laughs> yeah, because because Krampus was uh, put in front of the lich, while the lich was further away from uh, Edgar. Um, I think it's safe to say that yeah, he's at least thirty feet away from yeah. us. <laughs> Is your cannon still alive? Yeah, it's or? it has fucking more hit points than I do. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just about. Okay, um, that's the end of Lich's turn. So we go back to Gage. We go. Okay. Um, yeah, Eldritch Blast on it. What's up? Uh, here, go ahead. Okay. Uh, was... uh, nat twenty and twenty-four. Both hit. <laughs> of course. <laughs> you rolled double on a Eldritch Blast critical, still, right? I don't know. Do you? I think so. Go for it. I mean, uh, that's the way I do it. Cool. Not doubling the uh, the charisma mod though. Just right? one, yeah, just one extra die. That's all. Okay, so that's <laughs> that is one six. Um, oh wait, hold on. Yeah, six and eleven. So that's eleven total on the first one, and then fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen. Nineteen total. So on 30. the second one, there's the second there was one. two hits. So are they two two d six each or two d ten each? Oh right, one wasn't a uh, one wasn't a critical. So um, yeah, it, it, the first one was the critical, and that one was 11. 11. 11, Yeah. So the other one was just uh, that was a seven, twelve. Okay. So, so twenty three total. Yeah. Okay. Did you want to try to break Krampus free again? Oh yeah. 
nope. That's a four. <laughs> okay. Uh, we go back to Edgar. All right. Well, I'm going to, now that I'm calm and collected, I'm going to verbally yell, aim for that shit around its neck. Okay. And then I guess I'm taking a shot at the thing around its neck. Fifteen. Mm. Hits. Does it? Mm -hmm. Oh. Really? He's aiming at the, the medallion, not, oh, not the Oh, okay. And what what is this with? A firebolt? Yeah. Seventeen. All right. The uh the leather cords that are kind of binding it around the lich's neck uh go up in flame and uh just kind of tear and eventually the weight of the um the medallion pulls the medallion off its neck and it kind of clatters to the ground and spins like a almost like a coin after you toss it in the air and slowly comes back to a stop till it's flat on the ground and goes back up rises the leather kind of fixes itself and he laughs a deep chuckle wrong one I knew I wanted to take a shot at. <laughs> I knew I wanted to, but I didn't know that knowledge. So, so the right one would be. Wait, is that fucking? Has he been in here with us the whole time? Scrooge, yeah, he's he's sitting there uh, on his knees, clutching his own medallion in fear. Well, sorry, McDuck, my cannon's gonna flip around and aim at him, okay, and shoot him. All right. Full disclosure. I knew oh that. My God. I knew that this whole fucking time. <laughs> really? The second he said anything about the medallion, I knew that. There wasn't going to be that one? Yeah. Well, you, you said earlier that it hadn't been made yet. Yeah. So. But I refused <clears throat> to metagame. So. That's fine. Yeah, that's why. I, 27 to hit. Or damage. You're, you know. The force damage, right? Yeah. It goes right through Scrooge. Oh, my you fucking. still cannot interact with Scrooge. He can see you, but he, you can't interact with him. You're like a spirit still to him. Actually, I got my move action. I'm going to run up to him. Okay. How far away is he? He's only like 20 feet away from Okay, so I can get are. all the way to him. Yeah. I'm just going to run to him like real quick. Hey, break, break, the, the, break the medallion. Break your medallion. We're going to go very like frantically and but, hastily at but, him too. But I'm bound to it. I, I, I don't want to die. You won't die. Just break it. Roll a... Uh, Persuasion check. I don't know if he's going to die or not. Hmm, that's not high. Six. <laughs> you're, you're not going to die. He looks very uh, very much in disbelief, and he just clutches onto it tighter. Um, that's the end of your turn. Yep. So I almost said Griff. <laughs> Frosty. Frosty the swole man. Um. <laughs> hmm. You you have just heard all this happen. Um, you are still raged, so do with that what you will. But when I'm in rage, do I get any kind of intimidation bonus? I don't think so, because you have to attack, right? Or you lose your rage. You have to attack, or you lose your rage, or you can disengage your rage as a bonus action. Yeah. So you have to attack something, or you're going to go out of rage. But I didn't know if I could, while I'm in rage, be like, break the medallion, or I break you. I don't know. Yeah, but he knows we can't. He doesn't know I can't touch him. He just knows you can't. No, I'm, well, it's up to you. I feel, like has, I feel like he has a good idea. If I might make a suggestion, distract the lich. We have higher charisma scores than you. I don't. I do. I'm a warlock. 
He's the fucking snowmeister. I'm, I'm just, I'm just <laughs> looking at shyster. health. Yeah. I'm just looking at health. Hold on. I just realized that your character is played by James Spader. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You don't even know my real name. The fucking snowmeister. I'm going to swing twice with my great axe. Okay. All right. Uh, all right. Do that glitch, I guess. Uh, I don't think that hits. That's what? Uh, four, no, f- no, then I add two. S- 16. At glancing. Okay. Oh, I guess I'll roll the other one while I'm doing that. 21. So one's glancing, one's a hit. Mm-hmm. You know, I've never done glancing before. Yeah? Yeah. That's uh, always counted as a hit. Yeah, me me too, but that's cool. I like that. Yeah. I remember reading, like, I didn't even know about it until we started. Uh, it was like the first night we recorded, and I was reading through stuff, and I saw that, and I was like, huh, how about that? Yeah, the way I always saw it was that if it if it meets, it hits. It it You always play towards So the that was the first one, so that was 17, so in half, that's eight? No, nine. Because you halves it and then go up or round up, right? Technically, because your damage is non-magical slashing, it doesn't it doesn't affect him. But so I'm just not doing anything you, to. Him. Well, you're you're annoying the piss out of him because you keep hitting him. But cool. Well, then we'll just say I annoyed the piss out of him twice. Okay. <laughs> so this, the lich is gonna um, fix its gaze on you, Frosty, and I need you to make a wisdom save. Oh, I'm pretty bright. Frosty, with your mind so bright. <laughs> Once you kill this lich tonight. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's about average. It's <laughs> um, you know what you should have did? Reached out and touched him and just fucking freak him out. <laughs> He'll be like, <laughs> yeah. Ew, get the fuck off me. <laughs> get your twig away from me. Yeah, right? <laughs> Can I do that? <laughs> Ew, get the fuck off me. I rolled a 13. I like can, I try to, can I try to touch his medallion? <laughs> get out of here, salad fingers. Don't I bring that shit in my house. salad fingers. Yeah, 13 to touch his medallion. That's what I'm going with. <laughs> sure, you can try to touch his medallion. <laughs> I'm going to lose a finger. Here we go. <laughs> a twig. Yep, yeah, I'm going to lose a twig. Wait, so what's happening? I'm touching the medallion. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What did you roll on your wisdom save? 13? Uh, yeah, Well... Yeah. Okay. Because this is happening either way. Yeah. As you reach up towards his medallion, his there's something in his eyes that kind of glimmers, and uh, just his presence is really starting to unsettle you. You are now frightened of him. Um, so on the next, on your next turn, you have to move away from him as far away as you can. Yeah, you have to use your maximum speed to get the fuck away from him. How big is this room? Or as far as you. He- physically can. Can I roll through a wall? <laughs> I'm down. Just like Kool-Aid Bandit. <laughs> oh, yeah! <laughs> this room is about uh, 40 by uh, 65. Oh, okay. That's a pretty big room. It's a, well, it's a mansion bedroom. Well, y'all called it a small room earlier. You reached out to touch the medallion, and as you almost make contact with it, your fingertip, or your your dick twigs. tips, twigs. Uh, you become frightened of this lich who's been just shrugging off the damage that you guys have been dealing to it. And um, on your next turn, you will have to move as far away from it as you can. Uh, and we go back to Gage. So I'm going to turn to Scrooge and just very desperately say, if you don't break it, you will die, and so will we. 
Okay. As like a persuasion. Go ahead, go ahead and make your persuasion. 17, 18, 19, 20, 21. All right. Ebenezer stares at the lich, and with a sob of regret, he grips the medallion to rend it in half. The lich realizes what is about to happen and hurls itself at Scrooge, but a sudden snap breaks the medallion, and Scrooge collapses. The lich breaks in half, mirroring the medallion. As the lich's body collides with the hard floor, smoke billows out, pressing back the red light and signaling the end of this future. When the smoke clears, you stand in the dark entry hall of the manor. Pale moonlight streams through the window and rests upon the rests upon Scrooge's body at your feet. The silence is interrupted by footsteps from the far hallway. The creature, from the first encounter, the creature teacher, steps out of the shadows and stands before you. His too perfect face, etched in fury. You have ruined something decades in the making. He whispers with a voice of deepest contempt. I will have to settle for the soul that is due. And he steps forward toward the body of Scrooge on the floor. Do you want to allow this creature teacher to interact with uh, Scrooge's body on the floor? Absolutely not. No, not at all. All right. Um, just uh, because of the way the last initiative went, why don't you go ahead and what do you want to do to uh, stop him from attack or whatever i'm going to use both of my eldritch blasts and really focus on the fucking force aspect of it okay um 25 and nine both hit or sorry no not not the nine not the nine okay too late man you can't take it back (laughs) oh man (laughs) nine damage and then you're next so yep gotta shoot some well is he is he right up on him? Is Krampus he, free, by the way? Yeah, he's not free now that the okay. So is, so yeah, we'll have you do that real quick. Okay. Is he right on him though? Yeah, he is. Okay. He's he's like lumbering over him. Okay. Um, I'm going to have Krampus run up and pummel the fuck out of this guy. Okay. Uh, with the, with his sword. Um, so two two attacks. Um. 15 and 22. Uh, both hit. Okay. It's 12 on the first one and 17 on the second one. Okay. So um, you're up, your first Eldritch Blast hits it, and um, it kind of almost uh, loses its balance and tries to regain it, coming back in towards Scrooge. And as it does, Krampus runs up and swipes it a couple times uh, with, with Krampus's sword. Um, lobbing off a couple fingers on one hand and uh, kind of piercing its pectoral muscle. Um, and then we go to Edgar. Well, I'm going to firebolt it. I'm I'm right there, so I'm like going to be almost point blank with it, but I don't give a shit. Uh, is that 15? Hits. All right. 11 damage. Okay. And then... As long as I can, my cannon's still there, so yeah. and it'll push him back too. So, uh, fifteen again. All right, yeah, hits. And the cannon is just two d eight, so six damage, and he's pushed back uh, up to five feet. Okay. And then I want to close the gap. I want to get between him and Scrooge. Okay. With my movement. All right, uh, Frosty, you're up. 
man, why do I suddenly give a shit about this old guy? <laughs> he redeemed himself. Maybe that's why. Kind of, yeah. He broke his precious medallion. Well, truth be told, when he said, I'll just take the soul that's due, I thought he meant Tiny Tim, and I was about to freak out. <laughs> so I'm kind of glad he's trying to kill Scrooge still. All right, well, I guess I'm going to take two swings with my battle axe. Oh, no, wait, I'm on the far side of the room. I got to get two of them, don't I? No, wait. Do I still have to run in fear? Because this was the turn I had to run in fear. Um, the, that that lich is dead, so you don't have to. Any, you're no longer frightened of that creature because it has been killed. So I'm still near then, because I didn't have to run to the far Correct. side. Of the okay. Cannon. Well, no, this is on the opposite. This is on the opposite side. I mean, you're it, by you're it, by where my cannon's at, which is 20 feet away. Um, so you can move Scrooge, and hit still. Scrooge is about 25 feet away from where you are. <clears throat> okay, so can I move and still hit twice? Because I can you have a forty attacks. foot movement, right? Yes. Yeah, you can still. Yeah. Cool. And I will move over there, and I will hit twice. Hey, okay. You're still raged, right? As yeah. I was scared, wasn't I? So does that take away the rage? No. Fear doesn't oh. take rage away. I don't know. So I was Trust just me. I was just scary <laughs> mad or scary. Yeah. yeah. Scary okay. mad for a second. Scared mad. Yeah. So whatever. go ahead and roll attack. Uh, so the first one is fourteen. Uh, second one, eighteen. You said fourteen and eighteen. Yep. 14 misses, 18 hits. Okay. 12, and then 2, so 14. Okay. Uh, so that's the end of your turn. Um, after getting hit by your massive axe, taking a giant gape to the side of his, uh, well, to his side, he kind of swings out of the way after getting hit and lunges toward Scrooge. And as that happens, the massive front doors fly open. And a flurry of snow heralds a strong elderly man with a white beard. His eyes dance like the snowflakes around him, and he holds a small smile in the corner of his lips. The physician's voice echoes through the hallway. This soul is yours by right, for now, but it is my right to grant the redeemed rebirth. The creature seems shocked, but manages to glare at the elderly man as he falls. His soul was as black as they come. The elderly man raises a hand to one ear and leans forward. Was? Did he ask for forgiveness? Did he change? The creature goes still and fumes as he realizes his mistake. The elderly man merely taps his chin and hums. If only we had someone here who could testify to it. Someone who could bear witness for him. With a smile, he suddenly realizes you're standing there. Oh, how convenient. Perhaps you could help settle this. Tell me, what do you say? Has Scrooge been redeemed? I mean, he saved our lives. That thing would have killed us. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'd i have to agree. The elderly man's eyes sparkle, and he turns back to the creature with a broad smile. Well, then, that's enough for me. The smile vanishes as the elder's eyes harden, and he commands in a voice of complete and utter authority, Now leave. A sudden gust bellows through the front door, filling the hall. Snow and wind fly towards you and the elderly man, but somehow bend and shift around you, barely ruffling your clothes. The wind does not bend for the creature, however, and his hands turn to claws as he desperately scratches for purchase against the driving gale. His fingers dig furrows in the stone, but it isn't enough. In a blink, he is flung back into the shadows and gone. The wind continues howling, and snow begins to choke the air. Soon, all you can see or hear is the all-enveloping snowstorm. Then the howling stops, 
As the blinding light fades, you open your eyes and realize it isn't snow, merely the bright light of a new morning pouring through the windows. You stand in the entry hall, which looks just as it did when you first stepped foot inside minutes before midnight. Suddenly, a voice cries out from above. Merry Christmas! There is the sound of feet rushing down the stairs, followed by someone clearly slipping and sliding down the last few steps. There's barely a pause and a quick oof before the footsteps resume. Scrooge comes rushing into the balcony in his robes and nightcap, carrying a jingling box under one arm, his medallion noticeably missing. He stares around his entry hall as if seeing it for the first time. He glances down at you and cries out again, Merry Christmas! Wait, how did you get in here? Uh, we, this is the wrong house. So a couple, sorry. Oh, who cares, he laughs <laughs> with a wave of his hand. It's Christmas! He rushes down the stairs and takes his coat and a large sack from a closet. I have so much to do in so little time. Tell me, are you available for hire? I'll pay well. You can start with carrying this. He tosses the jingling box and sack at you without a second thought and throws on his coat. Scrooge takes you on a journey through grace, wishing Merry Christmas to many very confused townsfolk. In no time, he has completed a whirlwind tour of the town. His sack is crammed with gifts and food, and the box of coins is half as heavy as it was at first. Before you know it, you find yourselves standing once again outside the Cratchit's house. Thank you for all your help, but I can take it from here. He throws the, stack, the sack stuffed to bursting over his shoulder, glances at the box containing the remaining gold from his spending spree, and waves his hand. Oh, just keep that. He places his hand on the doorknob and scrunches up his face in an imitation of the scowl he used to wear. Oh, wait he says, his mask replaced by a full and grateful smile. Merry Christmas to you, he puts his false face back on and pushes through the door. You watch through the frosted window as he goes in, muttering under his breath like the clutching, covetous old sinner he was, but it doesn't last long. Soon he cannot keep up the charade and starts giving away everything he can. You see him vigorously shake Bob Cratchit's hand and make many promises to him about both his future and his son's health. Soon, you feel a warmth radiate from the window that has nothing to do with the hearth. As you watch, it flows over and through you, and you cannot imagine ever being cold again. With a start, you realize you are not alone. The elderly man is standing behind you, smiling at the scene. You have, a done, you have done a great thing here, he says. Such good is rare and precious. The echo of your deeds will be felt throughout grace, though they will never know it was you. But I will know, and I will remember. And the wind blows, the snow flurries, and the elder man, elderly man is gone. And from inside, you hear a tiny voice say, God bless us, everyone. And that's the end.